I know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. My cousin served out in Afghanistan and now he's back living with me. He can't afford good health care, then he sees illegals get it all for free. I thank the Lord I've got a dang good job and an extra beat-up truck. That he can drive around the farm and try to make a couple extra bucks. Some want it all for free. That don't sit well with me I pledge allegiance to this flag It's part of who I am I don't kneel for the anthem Never have and never will The only thing that my ancestors ever gave to me Was an ass-kicking patriotic good mentality Some folks just don't see how damn blessed they would be If they had it Here's to the American Savage I'd like to defund welfare And deputize ten million more today You want a civil war, you about to get one Cause it's time to drop dead weight Just give me one hard worker Give a damn what color that he is We come from different places I just wanna know Do you have any grit? Some want it all for free That don't sit well with me I pledge allegiance to this flag It's part of who I am I don't kneel for the anthem Never have and never will The only thing that my ancestors ever gave to me Was an ass-kicking patriotic good mentality Some folks just don't see how damn blessed they would be if they had it Here's to the American Savage is knocking outside of the gate I say let them in lock and load and we wait if evil is knocking outside of the gate I say let them in lock and load and we wait I pledge allegiance to this flag it's part of who I am I don't kneel for the anthem never will don't give a damn the only thing that my ancestors ever gave to me Was an ass-kicking patriotic good mentality Some 
Some folks just don't see how damn blessed they would be if they had it. Here's to the American savage. American Savage. And welcome back, fuckers, to another episode of the Patriot Party Podcast. And I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my much more patriotic better half. Leland. Hello, Patriots. And another song there from Buddy Brown. I uh, just love his music. It's just grown on me. It's getting better and better every time we find a new one that just is just a kick-ass American song. Love to play it. Love to keep that momentum moving. Keep us uh, rolling in the right direction because what we talk about is really dark. And uh, yeah, the monitor just went black. Let me fix that. Yeah. Interesting. So we already start out with technical difficulties. Huh? What do you know? It's coming back. So... I hope tonight uh, we've there had a we've had a really busy week, uh, very busy. We've had a lot of guests, uh, Dr. Mark Sherwood, uh, Dr. Crody Williams. Uh, we just got off. We just got done with the Cultural Life 1972. So get out there, uh, support these people, folks. Uh, they need your help. They need your prayers. Most of all, they need your prayers. I would say the biggest part is the prayers. But get out there, support them. Cultural Life 1972. If you go there, you go to their website. Up there, you're gonna see a. Promo code, promo code Patriot Party. That's going to get you 10% off your entire order. They're an online boutique store. They sell men's, women's, kids. They sell all sorts of different stuff. Go get something. Know that you're supporting a great cause. Uh, you're supporting the culture of life, and you're supporting kids to be born alive. And that's what we want. That's what everybody wants. Uh, that's why it's Cultural Life 1972. Go out there and support them. Also, go to MyPillow. MyPillow, promo code Defiant. Defiant. And uh, type that in. You'll get up to 66% off your order. Whatever you get, whether you get the badass slippers that VLIN's wearing. Oh, my God. They're so amazing. I don't know if you guys can see them. Seriously, I think I'm going to start like. They're life altering. They I really wear them are. everywhere. Then they, they've got hard rubber soles on the bottom. So you can actually wear them. I mean, these are the moccasins. You can roll out to the regular shoes. You can roll out to the grocery store. I, I, I did actually yesterday. <laughs> so go, go support Mike Lindell. Another great patriot. Uh, Cultural Life 1972. Another great. Great patriot, uh, Dr. Sherwood, another great patriot, another great guy doing wonderful stuff, running for the governor of Oklahoma. Give him a shout. Uh, I got some news from Candace today. I'm going to pass along to you all today. So for my Georgians that are listening, I've got some really important dates that I want you all to pay attention to. We're going to list them down in the show notes as well. Uh, but we start out with just like it's new cycle went from eight hours now, I think we're down to roughly a six-hour news cycle. I think we're in that realm right now. We're right there in that window. And so if you notice that our news podcasts uh, get, get longer, longer and there's more maybe news. more of them, you're going to start seeing, what did, what did we call this not just a couple episodes ago? We said it was going to be a certain type of October. It is truly it turning is red into October. red October. Yep. Literally, the blood is coming to the top. They are... The infighting is absolutely ridiculous, folks. Okay, but before we get there, I have a little surprise for you before we start in on the stories, okay? Oh, geez. Here we so, go. So, remember how in the last podcast you said that the most popular song in the country is Let's Go Brandon? Yes. Except it's not a song and no one sings it? Correct. And those aren't the words? Yeah, correct. That is no longer true. Whoa. We've got a real song, folks. We do. Somebody actually went and copyrighted this thing. That is freaking I, out. Okay. This is freaking hysterical. 
All right, unmute the mic. It's unmuted. Okay, good. Here, here you go. You ready? Yeah. This is fantastic. It's got a hit on his hands. That, yeah, he does. That's it. That's a new one. That's the one that should be started at every beginning of every freaking college football game, every NFL game, every any any time that they chant it. That should be opening song to, the, to whatever's going on. I thought you'd like that. Yes, that is uh, that is awesome. It's a great uh, way we need to, to get start a the, the we, we need to get a new one. Like, it, who is that guy? I, I'd love to find out who that is. I don't know. Find out, you know, yeah. is he somebody that we know before? I don't know. But either way, uh, so people are just making music in their basements right now. Like hey. people are doing podcasts in their living room right now. You know, we are the news now. So. Who does that? Who does I that? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what, I'm talking don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm confused. So uh, starting out tonight. Uh, hey, tell me something. Yeah. When I say these words, it, the way I say them, what does this remind you of? The unexpected case of the disappearing flu. What does that sound like to you? Um. Does that remind you of a title of a book? Like from maybe, an Agatha Christie novel? <laughs> kind of. I was thinking more of the Hardy Boys because okay, yeah, no, you know, it was I, yeah. more of a Hardy Boys Nancy type. Drew. Yeah, type novel. Yeah, totally. Like, so, but no crap. There it is. Uh, the Illumination curated. Uh, it is a uh, another website out there. Anyway, MG Sunday wrote this article. It says the un- unexpected case of the disappearing flu. During the months preceding the surge of the SARS-CoV-2 infection fall and winter, many public health officials have expressed concern about the potential for double-barreled respiratory virus season. In this scenario, healthcare facilities would be totally overwhelmed by one, patients affected and inflicted with infections caused by the epidemic respiratory viruses such as influenza and normal that occur normally in a year, and two, the massive influx of coronavirus patients. But fortunately, such a catastrophe did not come fruition well where'd the flu go so i got a new word that we're going to go ahead and add to the to the lexicon right up there with petered because we did put petered out there and that was one of our more famous ones right Um, (laughs) we just did it two days ago (laughs) well hopefully that makes it in the lexicon excellent so everybody use petered because anytime you talk about vernon jones now we got to talk about him getting petered because he got petered but um so what they're saying now is, um, according to the Cochrane Review, that there is uh, a battle for infectious flus, if it were, because they're both the flu. Both of them are the flu. They're basically both rhinoviruses. They're both rhinoviruses. One's just a little bit more contagious than the other, which SARS-CoV-2 is technically more um, contagious than the flu. 
but they're saying that they're battling it out in the air as airborne viruses because they're both airborne viruses, right? So, so, so they're they're like brawling in invisible air. Correct. And what they're calling it now is. Uh, I'm looking for the actual word because I want to make sure I say it right because I don't want to screw it up. But it's like in- interrupted interrupted the spread of influenza. Uh, the phenomenon described by Simpson, it was an actual phenomenon that has been des- described. It actually goes as far back as the vanishing trick. And this goes back to 1932 to 1933 when A-type influenza virus remained homogenous uh, for the decade from 1946 to 1947. It replaced a different related to the virus with A-prime and B-prime. And later on, they, they were astonished. Anyway, the A part disappeared. Anyway, they basically said that the uh, study said that the re- respiratory results from mice and other animals, they discovered that one was replacing the other because it was essentially more contagious. It was interrupted. It's the interruption of a virus. It's a virus interrupted. So if that's the case, how come um, they sent, what was it, 1,500 quote-unquote positive COVID tests to a lab and all they found was influenza A and B? Well, that's because the tests are screwed up. We've known that from the get-go. I mean, this is... uh, uh, So so the the case of the disappearing flu means it disappeared into COVID tests, not anywhere else. Well, that's what I thought originally too. But according to this study, what they're saying is that they've actually battled it out in coronavirus one and influenza (laughs) lost. And I, oh, I completely agree with that. And I completely say that too. And But it is an explainable phenomenon that's actually happened before in the past. All of their narratives are explainable. And how do we know that it's happened in the past? Maybe it was a narrative in the past as well. It might have been. But this one talks about the, uh, this is actually the vanishing trick. And uh, it's from Hampstead. And many, it's from a world, um, I don't know. I don't even know where this came from. Hold on. No less remarkable is a sudden appearance of major anti-genic uh, vi- uh, variants of influenza A virus. Uh, that's not it. I don't know where the study came from, but it's kind of weird. Oh, Sim- Simmons or Simpson. Simpson was the one who originally wrote the study in Yale and is likely uh, 2009 autumn rhinovirus epidemic interrupted a interruption of the spread of the influenza. The authors of a simulation antiviral defense in airways and mucosa. The results from another study conducted of mice supporting these findings. Mice were infected by either rhinovirus or um, urine coronavirus, and it was found that both annotated influenza disease. Moreover, it was observed that the marine coronavirus infection rapidly early an early replication of the influenza virus. Basically what they're saying is that coronavirus can manipulate the cells of influenza virus, which can basically cause, although it has the same markings of influenza, it becomes coronavirus once it's inside someone who's already infected by coronavirus because it cannot withstand the battle that goes on inside your body. So COVID takes over the the flu and destroys you from within. But then you still test positive for the flu. And coronavirus. And COVID. Yeah. Which is just crazy. But does it explain where all the flu? No, because you know what we're not testing for right now? The flu. We're not testing for the flu. No, we're just testing for COVID. The, the first test they give you, you walk in any hospital, you walk in. If I were to walk into a doctor's office today, the first thing they would say to me is, uh, can you put a mask on, sir? And I would obviously say, uh, no. well, I have to respectfully decline that offer. However... Actually, I wouldn't say that. I'd be like, fuck no, I'm not putting a mask on. (laughs) 
And uh, then they would say, well, sir, you have to, by CDC regulations and guidelines, according to the FDA and everybody else in the government, you have to wear a mask. Well, okay, fine. And I'll put a mask on. But then they're going to say, when were you exposed? Uh, What are your symptoms? I I am here for allergies. I really have allergies. Swear to God, this is all allergic reaction to what's going on down here in Georgia right now. Don't you know COVID is on pine pine, uh, pollen now? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It, It travels on pollen because they've rebranded seasonal allergies as COVID. So it's just like, okay, I have allergies, but apparently I also have COVID. So it's like that guy. So like, again, it goes back to my original argument about COVID. So if I walked into a store and shot three women, all three women turned out positive for COVID, how can I be charged with murder? Because they died from COVID. They didn't die from the bullet that I shot at them that actually pierced their lungs and their heart and dropped them like a sack of potatoes well if one of them was pregnant you would be convicted of a double, double homicide yeah. but if she killed her own baby it wouldn't be murder yeah it'd just be okay huh? hmm. weird. weird weird how that one works huh? I, isn't it though anyway so, yeah <laughs> are you gonna do your 911 system in jeopardy or am i gonna do that for you because i don't have the story sitting in front of yeah, me yeah no i've got okay. that right here so um so when this new or, or when the flu comes back, when COVID hits, when the dark winter hits, what'd you call it? Dark December, I believe you call it, right? We, we're going from red October to dark December. And I know part of that is the, the shortage of energy, coal specifically. There's going to be rolling blackouts across the north. I mean, across the country, down here in the south, we probably won't be so badly affected as y'all up north because it doesn't really get cold down here. But when you're freezing to death and you're sick with COVID or the flu or whatever they're calling it this week and you dial 911 and they say, I'm sorry, we can't send anyone to your location because we're short staffed and no one showed up to work because of the vaccine mandate. What are you going to do? Well, we've actually had that conversation because I'm still waiting for my company, the company I currently work for, and um, wait for them to come out and roll out with a pipeline as to whether they're going to mandate vaccines or not. And I've said it on this show more than once. If they mandate the vaccine, even though I've already got it, I will still quit just to stay in solidarity with everyone else uh, just because I think it's illegal, immoral, and unconstitutional what they're doing. And uh, there's a lot of people that think like me. So if your house catches fire, or God forbid you have a heart attack or something like that, there's a good chance you're going to see a lot of trucks showing up unmanned the way they're supposed to be. And you're not going to have two or three people show up to start pumping on your chest when you've had a heart attack. You might have one if you're lucky. And uh, these ambulances, same way, good luck getting an advanced life support unit right now, especially where we live, because uh, there's a lot of people that have not showed back up to work. So Yeah. Well, uh, this comes from Zero Hedge, 911 system in jeopardy admit crippling labor shortages so by tyler durden no no I'm really not, yes i'm not even kidding tyler durden i gotta wonder if that's his real name or if they movie made a movie about him i wonder if he's like trying to bring the whole system down and this is just hey hey first rule of fight club is we don't talk about fight club right guys you're absolutely right just making so, sure uh, this was authored by Jack Phillips via the Epic Times, but Tyler Durden put this out. So an emergency medical service EMS group has issued a warning about a U.S.-wide shortage of workers that could imperil the 911 system in some places. 
Quote, this has been a problem that has been developing over several years because of chronic underfunding shortfalls from Congress for ambulance services, but certainly during the pandemic, things have hit a crisis level, American Ambulance Association President Sean Baird told Fox News on October 10th. In recent months, quote, we've seen a tremendous amount of workforce attrition and schools had uh, shut down paramedic training institutions and stopped graduating new students for the last year. So we're suddenly in a severe shortfall, Baird said. His organization sent a letter to the House and Senate leadership saying the EMS system is facing a, quote, crippling workforce shortage, noting it's a long-term problem that has been building for more than a decade. The labor shortage, the letter warned, may undermine the 911 emergency system and deserves congressional attention. And folks, I can't I can't stress to you how important this is. That's not that's not crap. There really is. Um, I can tell you, first of all, going to become a paramedic in in this in this state, in the state of Georgia, is very difficult. It is almost a 40-week course that you have to go through. And there's a lot of clinicals and a lot of little things you got to do to get it. And it's very difficult. It's one of the more difficult and stringent courses here. Um, EMT is not easy either. And all of the, our courses are nationally certifying courses, which means anywhere in the country you can be an EMT. Anywhere in the country you could be a paramedic. Um, that's a, a real difficult thing to get. But when you get it, um, 90% of the people that start here, they get the schooling here and then they jet. And they jet because they can get more money elsewhere. There are some states that pay paramedics very, very well. There's some states that just don't pay paramedics enough, especially for the call volume they have or the areas in which they cover. Well, and uh, Julie Kaiser, the town manager of Walterboro, Maine, told New Center, Maine, that the vaccine mandate has contributed to the loss of first responders. Uh, I think part of the problem is everybody thought workers would conform because no one wants to lose their jobs, Kayser said. But when you look at the rate of pay for emergency workers, they can make more delivering packages than patients. This is true. That is true. I know uh, it. Working for UPS, I, you know, I I know a bunch of guys that work for UPS that make almost 30 bucks an hour. Yeah. And they, and that's like and they make, what, like 15, not even, as a, as an EMT, yeah. as a paramedic? Yep. So, and I think what now 15 is after your raise, after you've already been there for 10 years. Well, no, it's, it's more than that, but I mean, it's like closer to 30, but it's closer to $25 an hour. If you're a paramedic, it's closer to $25 an hour. Okay. So $25 an but hour I mean, to save someone's life. Starting out driving a brown truck here in the state of Georgia, you make 30 bucks an hour just delivering packages. Do you have to be vaccinated to deliver packages? I don't know. I don't know if UPS enforces that or not. I'm that's not a, sure. that's a, I, I know one of the, I'll have to look into that. I, I'm pretty sure one of the package delivery services um, fought against the mandate and, and won or basically told Biden that their union wouldn't vote for his people and so they don't have to get vaccinated. Well, it's kind of like, well, that was USPS. USPS yeah. said they're the only one I think right now that's required federally, at least one of the few federal agencies out there that you don't have to get the vaccine if you don't want it. So, uh, yeah, Deborah Clapp, the executive dress director of Western Mass Medical Services in Massachusetts, told legal local media that overworked crews and low wages may contribute to the high turnover rate and staffing shortages. What happens if there's a disaster of some sort and a disaster doesn't need to be very big in Western Massachusetts, she told Fox six or anywhere for that matter. Uh, we need all these logistics to be able to step into, into place and handle these events. And meanwhile, 911 is still being called for the heart attack, the baby being born, the car crash. We have one trauma center in Western Massachusetts, one level one trauma center. So, 
that's 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 it. Uh, pray you don't need an ambulance anytime soon because can't guarantee that one's going to be there for you. At least not in time to save your life. Well, if you look at any state, though, most states only have one regional burn facility. Like we have one, and it's up in Augusta. And uh, you think about it, it's an ALS unit taking you there because if you're burned that bad, you're going to the regional burn facility. And Augusta, you have a paramedic writing with you to make sure if there's any medical problems along the way, you're taken care of. So, so that's that's a, a scary thing, you know the. Labor shortages aren't just affecting restaurants and hotels and places of convenience. They're also affecting places of necessity. Yeah, a big time. And this one goes to show that, like, look, this all might be part and partial because this gets really interesting here. There was an interview this weekend that was done, and I'm sure you may have already heard about it. And if you haven't, I'd be the first one to tell you, which would be freaking outstanding. But... uh on Sunday, there was a discussion with a Dr. Quay, and he talked with Martha McCallum uh, Sunday morning. And uh, I think, I, I'm not really sure I agree with Bongino on this one. I think that there was some surprise uh, by Martha McCallum when they were talking and what he said. Normally, as somebody like us, like if we're talking to you, we kind of know the answers to the questions we're going to ask you. We ask the question anyway because... Well, we want to be honest about it, but A, but B, there's a bit there that, you know, if you're reporting and all of a sudden you say something absolutely crazy, there's normally a, a like a, a what, what, what did you just say type, type situation. And Martha McCallum, she's been a, she's a professional. She's been doing this for a hot minute. So I, I think that she kind of went along with the ride on this and she just kind of, continued on but i think she needed to spend a little bit more time with what this guy said so for, say? for instance dr quay on he she asked dr quay on why all the evidence points directly towards the lab and this is his response my work has shown that we don't need to get inside the institution to answer these questions and i think that it's important thing to people for people to realize i think there's a lot of there's a lot of kicking the can down the road but you know after two years, we've done a lot of studies, and all the evidence points directly towards the laboratory. There's no evidence in su- that it supports a natural origin at this point. And so it's, I think, I think we're done at this point with the investigation. He was asked another question on COVID. Why didn't you come? Why didn't it come from an animal? The virus is absolutely pure at the beginning and opposed to having a lot of diversity that you would expect to see. That's one of the million possibilities. There are no infections in humans for 10,000 blood samples that we have taken. Again, we are expecting about 400. That's also one in a million probability. So there are three things in Zoonis, Zoonis, Z-O-O-N-O-S-I-S, animals. Zoonosis. Zoonosis, the animals. The virus and the human all point directly towards a laboratory accident. I mean, we've been saying that. Well, and not necessarily an accident, but uh, a release from a the lab. La- laboratory that it was developed, created, developed, and released in some way, shape, or form from a lab. So, Dr. Quay, on the potential, potentially more deadly virus, on a potentially more deadly viruses at the Wuhan lab inside the Wuhan Institute of Virology in patient specimens in 2019, what I found was that the lab was contaminated with NEFA virus. Researchers, that's about two years ahead of SARS-CoV-2. Now, NEFA virus has an 80% lethality rate. Uh, 
So this is not, you know, if you didn't like the pandemic, that was just 1% lethal. This thing that they're working on uh, as of December 2019 has more than 80% lethality, but needs to be stopped. While this video and above the interview was playing online, Quay gave similar interviews on Fox Business about the same article below. So long story short, he it kind of just breezed through. But the whole point was that he said NEFA and that what is NEFA? Lab. Well, that's funny you bring that up. So NEFA. So right now, NEFA virus has up to an eighty percent, and it has no vaccine. Eighty percent lethality rate, and has no vaccine. What kind of virus is it? On in January third, twenty twenty, uh, Supa porn, uh, I can't even pronounce this dude's name, but you can go look this up. We're going to post this to Telegram, obviously. By awaiting delivery, the world is spread through the respiratory di- disease affecting people in Wuhan, China, and the Lunar New Year approaching. Many Chinese tourists heading to the neighboring Thailand to celebrate. Cautiously, the Thai government began screening passengers for from the Wuhan airport. On, on the few select labs that they were coming from, including uh, Walker Libby's, I can't even pronounce this word, were chosen to process the samples to try and detect the problem. Uh, an expert virus hunter, she runs the Thai Red Cross Emerging Infectious Disease Health Science Center in Bangkok. Over the past 10 years, she's been able to protect a worldwide effort to detect and stop diseases that can jump from non-human animals or from, from non-human animals to humans. She and her team have been focused on bats, which are known to harbor many of the coronaviruses. Um, she's also been known to look at other types of rhinoviruses that are somewhat linked to bats and somewhat linked to other animals. So she goes on to talk about emerging infectious diseases, which array from much different. But NIFA, uh, the NIFA va- virus, which is found in fruit bats, which are the big, big, like huge looking bats. They're just giant. They got really yep. cute faces, but folks don't touch these things. They're dirty as all get out. They will get you sick quicker than anything else out there. Um, the Nipah virus, which comes from fruit bats is the most concerned because there's no treatment. High mortality rate is caused by the virus. Uh, the death rate for Nipah ranges anywhere to 40 to 75%, which we now know there was gain of function going on at the Wuhan lab to increase the lethality rate of Nipah without any sort of anybody found, which again, when the government tells me this, I know that this is bullshit because get this folks, what else do we know about COVID? COVID, we know that there was a vaccine developed before, not only developed, but patented before COVID became a thing. Yep. So we know that the anybody was already out there just in case. That's how all good virologists do things. When they find a new disease, the first thing they do is find something that will kill it. Once they find that, they place a number on it, they put it off to the side, and that's the vaccine just in case you screw up and stick yourself with a needle or somehow you penetrate that class four environmental suit that you're wearing inside that chamber and you can't clean yourself off fast enough because you're going to get sick and die. You stab yourself with this needle that has this injection that will kill whatever's in your body. Basic evil virology 101, don't create a deadly disease until you have an antidote for at least yourself. Correct. So, because you got to live with it. So, uh, there are several reasons why the Nipah virus is so sinister. The disease has a long incubation period, 45-day incubation period. 45 days? So, it can- That's almost unheard of. It can live inside your body for 45 days before you become symptomatic to it. So, you would be completely asymptomatic walking around spreading it for 45 days- before 
it became symptomatic and or be, before you became symptomatic and died from it. Wow. Now, does it have asymptomatic spread? Uh, get there. It, well, yeah, because it's a 45-day incubation period. So that is asymptomatic spread. So the day, first day you're contacted, 45 days after that point, you will start to become symptomatic. For those first 45 days, you are completely asymptomatic to it. You have no idea that you have it. I No, I get that. But can you spread it if, you're, yes, if you don't have symptoms? Yes, that's the point. Jesus. So it can affect a wide range of animals, making the... the possibility of spreading it more likely it can go across species it can go across families familias the whole bit it can go it can spread like wildfire uh someone with a need for virus may experience respiratory symptoms including a cough sore throat aches fatigues encephalitis swelling of the brain it can also cause seizures and death safe to say is that the disease it's a disease that the who would like to prevent from spreading all around the world i mean i would, I would think hope. so and exposure is everywhere uh from first light in the bat Batam Bang in the city of Sengi River in South Cambodia. The morning market started about 05. Motorbikes, we passed shoppers kicking up dust in their wake. Carts piled high with goods are covered in colorful streets, perched next to makeshift stalls, selling misshapen fruits. Locals wander out in the stands. So you're talking about pretty much anything that can get you sick. This is like a horrible virus. Well, when you find this in a lab that is already accused of releasing one of the deadliest pandemics so far on the face of the earth in coronavirus, you kind of really begin to wonder, wait a minute, what's really going on at this lab? Oh, by the way, it gets better because what were we funding back in 2019? Gain-of-function research. Gain-of-function research for what diseases? Oh, whatever Fauci wanted. Anything under the COVID split. Well, the COVID split also had NIFA. So our money was going to fund NIFA. How do you think it went from 40 to 75% to an 80% lethality rate? It doesn't do that overnight, folks. It doesn't do that naturally in a bat. Because what is the one thing that the virus does to a bat? If it was developed in a bat, it's going to keep the bat alive. If the bat gets sick from it again, its lethality rate has dropped significantly. If the bat develops antibodies to it and it gets sick again, the lethality rate drops to the floor. Why? Because it just wants to live just like anything else. It wants to procreate, have sex, develop more cells. Next thing you know, you've got a full-blown virus that's now spreading like wildfire through the freaking everywhere in the world. The second that it kills its host, that means that's not where it started. If it kills the host, that's not where the virus started. The virus started somewhere else because it will not kill its host. That is just a known fact of virology. Unless it was designed to do so. I'm not a virologist, but I stayed in a Holiday Express last night. So I have just as much certifications as Dr. Fauci. This thing gets better though. So they've been educating people around the world about NIFA. This is not a new thing. It's been around for a bunch of years. 60% of the people outside of Cambodia and China all know about NIFA. 60%. They know about what NIFA is. They know what symptoms to look for. They know what to look for, what to watch, who gets sick, how to stay away from them, how to quarantine them, how to keep them away from everybody else. One of the things that's recommended, and it's crazy, but if somebody gets NIFA, dies from NIFA, they burn the body. Abs- they should. Well, that's the way you kill the disease. Yeah. That's the easiest way to stop spreading the disease, except that's not the way NIFA virus works. What's that you say? What? No, because when you burn a body, what happens to the all the mucous membranes in it? Turns to what? Ash. No, it turns to steam. Steam permeates. What does oh. NIFA live in? A warm environment. 
the steam is instead it spreads out, goes out in the air, covers something else. Next thing you know, you get NEFA. There's another spread of NEFA. So even burning bodies isn't good enough. That's how bad this disease is. So far, across 11 different countries, there's been outbreaks of NEFA in Bangladesh from 2001 to 2011, where 196 people were detected and over 150 of them died. That was just in one just mass spreading infection. Craziness. Yeah, your uh, the monitor went back out again. I see that, and for some reason, I can't get it back. So there we go. We're back now. Um, so Dale Palm Juice is also popular in Cambodia, where uh, Dunga's team has found fruit bats in Cambodia. They fly pretty far, 100 kilometers for each flight to find the fruit bats, which means that these humans are in these regions could be conducted. Uh, but it's just too close for the bats. But the most common uh, consuming products that bats might have contaminated it is the most common in that area is the palm juice. So long story short, and this is a pretty long article, folks. But go look at it. It's on our. Uh, it's on our freaking. It's on our Telegram. It is the next pandemic, possibly, quite possibly, the next pandemic. Where he's in Asia. This is from the BBC Future, and it was found in the Wuhan lab. That's a scary thought that they have samples of Nifa virus that they were working on. The fact that they're weaponizing it is the part that drives me nuts. Why weaponize something like that? It already has a horrible lethality rate, and there is no cure for it. Um, obviously, to depopulate and... Is this another... Just mass Bill genocide? Gates, yes, um, absolutely. Of course it is. New World Order. Um, Isn't everything these days? Yeah, possibly. So Fauci warns that the vaccinated people to wear masks outside this winter, even though the COVID deaths are decreasing down at the same down at same fast rates as hospitalizations. Uh, sure. I'm pretty sure that we're pretty much done listening to that idiot. A matter of fact, you had a great picture of Fauci earlier. I don't know if you're going to bring that up, but that was really funny. <laughs> it me... was a new Disney. I believe it's a new Disney movie. Uh, that's an outstanding movie, too, by the way. Let's see if. It would be uh, really weird or interesting, at least. Long story short, folks, this is dropping off just like we said. Remember how we said that masks don't stop anything? They don't. But what they're saying is that now that, well, infection rates are picking up up north. Well, of course they are because it's cold outside. And they're dropping off in the south. And, well, we can't have that narrative because that's the wrong narrative to have. Because what is the narrative that we know right now? You got to wear masks and you got to get a vaccine. And if you don't do those two things, you're not a good American and you're not very patriotic. That's what we're being told right now. And I got a new one to add to that. And I'm going to add that one right now because that's most important right now. So there, there you go. Oh, there's, there it is. There's Fauci. Your, there's your Fauci picture. That's, that's a new one. <laughs> Man, that looks like, that looks. Delta Plus. Eerily, October 6th. That from... looks eerily like, oh. Uh, What's the kid that was traded for all the Afghan terrorists? Uh, uh, he's a piece of crap. He's the one that went Bergdahl. Bergdahl, yeah, Bo Bergdahl. Yep. And that doesn't that look like him? Kind of like, isn't he like a woman now or something like that? Uh, yeah. Or it's I, I like think, a woman I, now. I think she kind of like I a think, disgrace to women yes, all over the world. Yes. Well, Fauci's a disgrace after to Obama, everything. like let him out of jail and whatnot, or it out of jail. Yeah. Anyway, I was gonna think. I was gonna say after Obama. Never mind. Well, yeah. So anyway, so another one that I've heard a lot about, and this has been mostly in circles in D.C. Like a lot of my people in D.C. have gotten back to me on this, and I've heard. I heard it some rumblings about it. Never saw a story written about it. Nobody said anything about it. But it was brought to my attention about two weeks ago that somebody said that the American First Movement is dead. 
How is that? We're that's, right here. That's what I said. I was like, I, I, I'm not really sure how you can say that because we're right here. We're right in the middle of it. We're trying to promote it. We're, we're promoting American First candidates. We're out there promoting patriot companies with patriot messages that want to put out the patriot ideology and the, the patriot symbols. And uh, I was like, I, I, I thought it was really hard to believe. But then I started hearing it from more than one person. And this is what I found out from two sources, both of them beyond reproach, folks. I'm talking these guys. Uh, well, one's a guy, one's a girl. Uh, these people are, they have always been right. I have yet to see them wrong. I've asked questions. They've answered them. They've been always forefront, upfront with their information. Uh, never held anything back, told me the whole story, even if I didn't want to hear it. Even if it meant something bad about a conservative idea that I had or something conservative, they always let me have it. They just told me what the facts were. This is what's going on. It is a narrative that Jen Psaki and the, I, I now call them the mobile liberalites, they are trying to push on re- conservative values. They're literally in D.C. right now trying to get this started. This is their form of a, remember how I told you in the past, their grassroots efforts are way stronger than any conservative movement's ever been. Yep. Although I think we got them on this one. Because I think America First is actually going to topple this one. I don't think it's going to catch any traction. I don't think this is going to move. But they are trying to combat the American First value system. They are doing their damnedest. Apparently, this is going around in circles in Washington. If you live in Washington, hey, let me know if I'm wrong. If you have not heard of this. But it is a narrative they are trying to spin. And they're trying to spin this narrative that the America First movement died when Donald Trump did not get reelected, and January 6th did not work out the way we thought it was going to work out. Except Donald Trump did get reelected, and honestly, none of us had any expectations for January 6th. Well, I, I don't give you A, but I definitely give you B, because I don't believe there was an expectation for January 6th except showing up and supporting the president of the United States at yeah, the time. Yeah, exactly. The but sitting president of the United States Donald at the Trump time. did get reelected. Well, right now, that, that can be argued. The point of this is, is that they are trying to spin this narrative. So I, I would caution every, all of my listeners, listen right now. This is something they're trying to push from the left. And it's, it's a combined effort. It's one of the few, few things that I heard that the squad is very much involved with. Um, it's one of the few combined efforts that all liberals have gathered around. It's become almost a rallying cry. Well, that's because they're terrified of us. Exactly. And you know what else they found out? You know what? You know what they did a poll of the numbers? It What's was that? weird. It was a, apparently there was a poll set out to most of the liberal campaign workers out there. And this I heard about <laughs> third hand. This came from a liberal poll worker friend of mine who asked me if this was a weird email to receive. And he sent me the email. I looked at the email and I was like, what? And they asked the question, how many America first candidates do you, com- do you see come and sign up that are re- retired military or former veterans? And I was like, why would you want to know unless you are scared to death of us? Terrified. Absolutely terrified. Folks, they're looking at, they are, remember how I've told you over and over again, they're really smart. They think you're dumb. They think you and I are just some nimble-headed morons. We're just some rednecks out in the country with a lot of guns. I am a redneck and I do live out in the country and I got a butt ton of guns. However, I ain't as dumb as I look. And was born on a Saturday, just not last Saturday. Actually, you were born on a Friday, just saying. Okay, but it wasn't last Friday. Point being with this story is that, look, watch yourselves when you hear this. 
and I'm calling it first. I'm the first one. I have not heard another red side or right side broadcast bring this up. I even listened to Jack Posobiec. I listened to everybody today. I tried to listen to as many podcasts as I could to see if I was actually going to be the first one dropping this one, and I am. I'm actually the first one dropping it, or we are. Uh, I apologize. We are uh-huh. the first two dropping it. Um, but just watch it because if you start to hear this come up, I, write it down in your calendar right now, October 14th. It's a little after uh, 9 p.m., 9.20 p.m. I, I said it here first. They are starting this. They're trying to get this movement going forward. I got a feeling I know where this came from. I'm going to give you a hint. VJ started this because he realized what happened this week. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and listen to our last podcast. If you still don't know what I'm talking about, I will talk a little bit more about it at the end of the show. I have a feeling that's what's going on because he was sent down here to be a sheep in wolf's clothing that the people of Georgia thank the Lord. And I bless all of my my friends here in Georgia. Everybody that listens to us in Georgia, I, I'm, I'm going to say it and I know I'm going to piss off a lot of people, but fuck yeah. You all went out. You did what I thought you were going to do. They finally did it. We smashed that stupid moron who is trying to play himself off as an American first candidate. And I think the rest of Georgia has woken up to the fact he is not an American first candidate. So I got I, I actually have evidence to back that up as well. So uh, he was on Steve Bannon last night. I know. And did you see the comments? I sure did. In the Rumble videos? Yep. Oh, every single one was like, he's a sham. He is not real. Bernie Jones is a fraud. Um, uh, Candace Taylor, 2022. Yeah, it was, I, it was, it was, awesome. I was, I was amazed. I saw stuff that I was like, I saw so many comments and they were from people from Georgia. Yep. Uh, red pill from Georgia. He commented, I think 43 times on that, that rumble thing. And it was impressive. I, I don't know who that guy is. I don't know who that guy is, but God bless you, man. Yep. You were killing it, dude. You were on there. I counted them. I was like, holy crap. This guy's commented 43 times. I went back and read them all. And they were hysterical. He was killing. He was slaying this guy. And, the funny part was I found out later on Bannon had to turn the comments off so Vernon Jones couldn't see him. Really? Yeah. yeah. Why would he do that? I, I, I don't know. That's I, I, not me. I, I know. Not me. I know. So anyway, I'm going to start this story out with a little bit of a sound clip just because it's really funny. By the way, is there anyone on board who knows how to fly a plane? Yes, folks, you're looking at your TV right now. That's what's going on in South, Southwest Airlines. Uh, their stewardesses are walking up to the cabin, and they're looking around going, uh, by the way, is there anybody that knows how to fly a plane possibly? Okay, Babylon B did a great story, and of course, I'm sure you guys know, I hope you do, that Babylon B is straight-up satire. But they come closer to the truth than most of the mainstream media these days, so they literally did a story that Southwest Airlines was – uh, offering f- free flights to passengers who knew how to fly the plane. <laughs> and we later found out that that wasn't too far from the truth. That really isn't too far off. So uh, Southwest Airlines uh, canceled more than 2,000 flights from Friday through Sunday uh, with hundreds more on Monday because employees uh, called in sick. Uh, the Freedom Flu showed up, knocked the on the door. Freedom Flu is great. That is what they're ta- calling it now. Overtime hours and holiday hours for the weekend. Southwest Airlines pilots told American uh it's American greatness. Southwest blamed it on air traffic control issues. Now, we can kind of back some of that up because there was an air traffic control issue in Jacksonville. And the air traffic control incident in Jacksonville was there was a bunch of air traffic controllers that didn't show up to work, a whole shift's worth, didn't show up to work. They had to shut down Jacksonville ATC because the whole shift got the freedom flu. 
and uh, they were not. You got to remember what into what into effect this week, folks. Uh, the everything for pilots, for ATC folks, for everybody working for the federal government, you had to be vaccinated by Saturday, and everybody called in sick Friday night. And it was really bad. So uh, the carriers, 10,000 pilots, uh, more conservative collection of white-collar employees in the country, explained the pilot, who asked to remain anonymous for fear of reprisal. He estimated that 67% of the pilots from Southwest are like himself, former military, and do not like tyrannies. Uh, the ty- tyrannical mandate, he explained, erased all my goodwill with the pilots and conservative employees who had felt that the company had disowned them. Newfound ill was manifest uh, itself over the three-day weekend which organized a strike, but with many disgruntled employees calling in sick or signing up for overtime or would not sign up for overtime to help out with airlines fulfilled to increase flights typically for the holiday weekend. Uh, Gary Kelly, CEO of Southwest, told employees that the airline had no choice but to comply with the regime's vaccine mandate. Uh, But he said that nobody would be fired. Yet, in emails released that were acquired by not only American Greatness, but also... Uh, the Bongino show got a bunch of them and there were a couple others that got a bunch of them. It said that if you did not comply with the vaccine mandate on Saturday, that you would be released. You would be terminated. Well, and because they found out that this Gary Kelly guy, let me, let me just toss this one in here. Yeah. This Gary Kelly guy, some people did some research and they found out that old Gary Kelly is resigning. He's given up his position in four months. However, the bonus that he has that he can collect when he resigns in four months is directly tied to how he does how he does with the COVID issue. So if the pilots don't get vaccinated, then Gary Kelly doesn't get his bonus. So this is again, we always say it. Follow the fucking money. It's directly tied to money. This Gary Kelly guy is gonna lie to your face and then behind your back he's gonna tell his pilots, hey, you gotta get the vaccine. If you don't, you're getting fired. Well, remember when Joe did the math, all of a sudden he's standing there. Well, Southwest Airlines, you know, they went from. Actually, it was American. Oh, uh, American Airlines. They went from 50% employees vaccinated to 99.9% vaccinated uh, because they fired fired everyone else that wasn't vaccinated. So I'm sure that Southwest Airlines put out an email to their company, just like my boss put out an email to our company. Um, saying that if you don't get the vaccine by a, a certain date, then you will have been considered to voluntarily quit. Yeah. You're not getting fired. You're voluntarily quitting. We're giving you this date. If you don't comply by this date, you've quit. Even if you continue to show up to work, you'll have considered to have quit, which means you also cannot collect unemployment because you're not getting fired. You're quitting. So what they do, instead they call in sick. So folks, look, we're standing up. We realize that we're stronger than that. We've got manpower. We've got more people. We can win this. Well, here, this was in San Diego. This is uh, this is funny. But we have to do it together. Attention at the terminal. Nolan, Dave. Nolan, Dave. Please reach your party Southwest ticket counter. Once again, Nolan, Dave. Please meet your party Southwest ticket counter. That's no mandates to meet your party at the Southwest ticket counter. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that happened this weekend, and well, everybody knows about it. And, and uh, It gets better because Joe Biden said something about it, too. Well, and so did Pisaki. So, so did Wraparound, or what did you call her? Uh, uh, you have a new name for her, I don't do, you? I do. I do. It's Pisnazi. 
Piznazi. Yes. Yes. So Piznazi. Piznazi. Yes. She she needs to circle back to the Constitution. But uh, here's here's what she had to say about the mandates. I know there was a little um, hubbub over the course of the last few days uh, about uh, Southwest Airlines. We now know that some of those claims were absolutely false and actually the issues were uh, completely unrelated to vaccine mandates. But again, what we've seen business to business across the country is this is the way to save lives, create more certainty. It's good for the economy and it's something we're looking forward to implementing. It's good for the economy? You! You liar! Yeah, she's a liar, folks. I, 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 I can't even. I got nothing on that. How, how can it possibly be good for the economy when literally everybody is losing business, losing yep. their jobs? I mean, that's that's not good for the economy in any way, shape, or form. Yep. So, uh, you got anything on this? Uh, or were you gonna have Joe talk about it? If I have to. I, I, I don't want to either. But here. Here's this jackass. We can listen to IA or okay. AI, artificial idiot. Artificial idiot. Yes, yeah. I like that one. Here you go. That's you. Go. No, it, I was. It was playing. It didn't go. Hold on. Let's try it again. Nope. I didn't do anything to it. Well, you're not playing. You're not. Audio broadcasting. There's no audio to that. That's so weird because I was that listening so to weird. it earlier. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Well, we didn't really want to hear. We didn't want to hear him anyway. anyway. <laughs> so, uh, you got anything on this NBA star, the ICU doc, and the federal judge? Yeah. So, uh, in case you guys haven't been following along, because you know, personally, I really don't care about the NBA. Yeah, we don't at follow all. that much. At haven't all. for a very health. long time. However, uh, Brandon Goodwin. Don't even know who that is. But he's an NBA player. He suffered blood clots shortly after receiving the COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, he's a former point guard for the Atlanta Hawks. Do you know why he's a former point guard? Because he had blood clots? Because he had blood clots. And so his season ended early after developing the clots. He's not signed with another NBA team since being released from the Hawks after his diagnosis. So he said, I got sick and I never quite recovered from it. I would always have back pain. I was just super tired in the games. I was so tired. I felt like I couldn't run up and down the court. My back was hurting. My back really started hurting bad. Then I'm like, okay, I need to go to the doctor. And that's when I found out I had blood clots. That's all within the span of a month. And guess what the NBA did? Mandated vaccines. Oh, no. They tried to cover it up. Oh, well, go figure. I mean, yes, they did mandate vaccines, but they also tried to cover it up. So he said, I was fine until then. I was fine up until I took the vaccine. I was fine. People trying to tell you, no, it's not the vaccine. How do you know? You don't know. Yes, the vaccine ended my season 1,000%. So Brandon Goodwin, no longer an NBA athlete because... If he's a good hitter, why doesn't he hit good? He is a good hitter. That's it. That's it. Uh, And... There are more and more doctors every single day standing up and just saying no more because, again, they're the ones that are dealing with the vaccine injured. They're the ones that are seeing people come in to their hospitals, to their clinics every single day with serious, debilitating, sometimes deadly illnesses that can only be traced back to the vaccine. Who are the ones that are going to be the best to know? Who are the ones from the get-go that said, well... You're not going to do this on my license. You can do this everywhere else, but you're not doing this on my license. Yeah. You, it, when doctors are telling you 
70% of the people that are unvaccinated still are doctors. That's a pretty telltale sign that, hey, maybe I shouldn't go put an injection in my arm. Yeah, don't... Uh, Stay away from the inoculations. So uh, she's an ICU doctor. Her name is Patricia Lee. And she describes the nightmarish COVID-19 vaccine injuries in letters to the FDA and the CDC. But her lawyer says the agencies haven't replied. Because why would they? So um, she's based in California, which is even more shocking. So in the letter, she describes observing entirely healthy. Not really. That's not shocking at all. I know. Uh, entirely healthy individuals suffering serious, often fatal injuries. Her attorneys noted in a follow-up email, these include transverse myelitis resulting in quadriplegia, uh, pneumocystis pneumonia, multi-system organ failure, cerebral venous sinus thrombosis, postpartum hemorrhagic shock and septic shock, and disseminated CMV and CMV viremia. You know what's funny is when we first do you remember when we did the first podcast with Janet back in December when we talked about the effects of the effect, vaccine? Yeah, the, the yep. side effects that the FDA put out. Yep. And we were stumbling over these words and yep. I had no idea what any of them meant. And you guys, now you're like, like Janet explained it to me. And now I'm rattling them off like I'm a freaking med student or a doctor because it's crazy. Because they when you come read them up so, many so times. much. Yeah. Because we talk about them all the time because these same symptoms that we talked about in December before the vaccines ever even rolled out, they are coming up every single day. Like back when the government was transparent and the FDA was actually putting this crap out there so that you could read it. That's how far back we go, folks. We don't go back to just, well, we started doing this because it was fun. No, we go back as far as, hey, this is when it became important. Like people needed to know we're about to take a turn for the worst. And we really have the last nine, 10 months should be a wake up call to everybody. We should be all waking up right now. I don't know how more of the country is not waking up. I mean, I know they are. I know they're starting to. And I'm trying to hold on to my own hopium pipe tonight, but. And I've seen some stuff, so I, I, more stuff we're going to talk about later. But there's some stuff that shows me that we are starting. But I, I still have a real angst about the people that still haven't woken up. Like not seen it. I have some stories tonight that I'm going to go through a little bit later that are 100% you can I, I can show you in past podcasts where I called this crap out and it's now happening I told you it was going to happen I, I, I've got a now and then that's what we're going to dub it we're going to call it now and then it's almost like a now and later wasn't that a candy that was a candy I used to lose teeth to that candy okay yeah, now we're going to call it a now and then because that's what this is it's going to be a now and what they said then because they told us this they told us they were going to do this this is they cannot do anything that they have not told us that they're going to do it's part of the rules that the devil works with well and we'll get into a little bit of that in a minute too but uh, in the letter dr lee points out that while she is fully vaccinated for COVID 19 her quote personal experience this year treating patients (laughs) in a busy icu does not comport with claims made by federal health authorities regarding the safety of COVID 19 vaccines 
So she's a licensed physician in California. She obtained her medical degree from the University of Southern California, received postgraduate training at Georgetown University and Harvard-affiliated hospitals. She's been a doctor for more than 20 years. She notes that in all of her medical experience, she has never witnessed so many vaccine-related injuries until this year. She said she feels pain... Pained in admitting this, but she was compelled by conscience to state the facts as she observed them while working in the ICU. She then lists a handful of illustrative examples of COVID-19 vaccine-related injuries I've observed firsthand. She noted that, quote, it is my clinical judgment that each of these injuries were caused by the COVID-19 vaccine because there was no other plausible explanation for these injuries other than the fact that the patients had recently been vaccinated. So, you know, it... It's going to get to the point, and I hate to say it, but the next people that we're going to start seeing standing up are going to be coroners, morticians, funeral home directors. Yep. Because they did not see a big rise in business or increase in their patients, which I they do consider them their patients, even though they've passed. Yep. Um they did not see a big rise as they expected to see in 2020, but there have now officially been more people that have died of COVID in 2021 than died in 2020. And we're not done with 2021 yet. No, we still got a, two months. Yeah. And how many months? of those quote unquote COVID deaths do you think were actually vaccine injuries? How many of them were vaccine related? I mean, forget vaccine yeah. injuries, but vaccine related yeah. period. That's Just true because we, we have said over and we over don't again. Know, we don't know all the that, side effects that could possibly come from and breakthrough vaccine. Cr- breakthrough cases yep. are, I mean, people that got the jab, and I hate calling it a vaccine because even Pfizer and Moderna don't call it the vaccine. No, it's a human genome It, it is therapy. a gene therapy, correct. Yep. So, But when you challenge a virus, that's when it mutates. Yep. So we went for a whole year with COVID with no mutations, with no variants, and as soon as we rolled out the jab to challenge the virus, it started mutating, and that's why we have all these variants now. And the people that have taken the inoculation are the ones who are actually creating the variants. They are the ones that are getting other people sick. This is not a pandemic of the unvaccinated. This is a pandemic of of the the vaccinated. Correct. So the next story, uh, questions arise over the vaccine mandate enforcement as multiple industries suffer. Really, I wanted to get into this one, and actually, I'm not even going to talk about the story, because the story is, uh, I, I know it came Self-explanatory. from, it's a Washington Examiner piece, and you can read it, it'll be in our Telegram, but the part of this I wanted to get into is something that I noticed in Canada that's happening, that's not really happening here too much, I've seen it in a couple different areas, we've seen some slices here and there, Seattle, for instance, we watched the Seattle Police Department stand up and say, no, well, if you're going to vaccinate us, uh, you're going to be missing 300 officers on Monday morning. Yep. And uh, really quickly, what happened? Oh, oh the vaccine they rolled that back city in. council. Woo, we backed down. It was like, hit the brakes. Wait a minute. Time out. Time out before we lose all our cops. So really what I wanted to use this piece for was the part about organizing. We need to organize as a whole, an industry. And I'm going to call for one day. One day where patriots just don't show up to work. Let's see what all these industries do when we don't show up to work. Everyone on one day calls in sick. And I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and make the day. What day? November 9th. 
November. I see here. I thought it would have been November 11th to send a message. No. 11 11 is a hell of a message. That's Veterans Day. You can't do that on Veterans Day. The hell you can't. 11 9. I say 11 9. No Patriots show up to work. And I want to get that going. So put it out there. 11 9. No Patriots show up to work. I, I don't. I want them to understand how bad this is going to hurt. It's two days before Veterans Day. Yep. It's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. We just don't show up to work. Just everybody who's a patriot. If you are a patriot, I get it. You got sick days to burn. Burn a sick day. Call in sick. Everybody gets the freedom flu on the 9th of November. Everybody does. Don't. We're not going to specify this to one group of people Even not if just you've the cops taken the jab yes stand in solidarity if, for if you freedom. believe that what is going on right now is unconstitution un- unconstitutional unethical and immoral even if you got the jab i don't care if you're jabbed or non-jabbed I, i'm jabbed i'm gonna stand up on november 9th and i'm gonna call in sick to work i think if we do it one day we will send a wake-up call that will be heard around this country. And I think a lot of Americans who are still asleep right now will wake the F up. Remember, we've been talking about civil disobedience, right? Nonviolent civil disobedience. Yep. So if we're going to go with nonviolent civil disobedience, hey, stand up November 9th. That's it. No jab, no nothing. I'm not showing up to work. Let, I want to see what all these employers do on November 9th. I'm really interested to see what happens on November 9th. What are all, do you think people are going to wake the heck up? If all of a sudden all these patriots didn't show up. Notice where this is starting too, folks. This isn't starting from the FBI. This isn't starting from NBC or CBS, the Iron Triangle. This is starting right here on this podcast. Patriot Party Podcast is putting it out right now. November 9th. The blue flu, the red wave, the freedom, the freedom virus shows up. We're all sick. It doesn't matter what industry you work in. I don't care whether you're a teacher, you're a firefighter, you're a police officer, you're a janitor, you're a street sweeper, you're a construction guy. You're sick November 9th. You are sick on November 9th. Call in sick. And I I think... That will send the shot over the bow that wakes everybody else up that maybe these mandates are a really bad idea. Maybe, just maybe, we shouldn't be following this shit because technically right now, even according to Biden's own administration, they're illegal. A matter of fact, they just had a lawyer from the administration come out saying, hey, look, you companies that are enforcing vaccine mandates right now, you could have a serious legal problem on your hands because we haven't made it mandatory yet. Meaning the federal government has not made it mandatory yet. They only did it once before. They only made one vaccine once before mandatory for the government. It was back in like 1905, I believe, and it was concerning smallpox. And that they only did for like eight days. They had like 125 deaths of people who got vaccinated. They shut that shit down quick. How many people have died from this vaccine that we still don't know about because the government's covered it up? I mean, there's 16,000 that we do know about. That's plenty in and of itself. That's way above the 128 that died way back in 1905 from the smallpox, actually. Yep. You know, I, I'm, I'm all about it. Um, 
I, I just we finally got the mandate at my work, which civil disobedience. You what know, does it mean? I, I quit three months ago, but I've still been going to work. Um, even though I quit three months ago. Who does that? Just who the F does that? Seriously. <laughs> well, again, I've been there for nine years. I'm the only one who knows how to do certain things. And I went to work for the government for 21 years. There wasn't a. It was double barrel metal finger when I was walking out. Peace. You know what? I'm, I'm a loyal person and actually I'm very loyal too. I, I know you probably are. probably gone back and, a couple times. And my hotel family is just that. It's my family and my boss is going through some difficult personal times right now. Um, because, uh, and it is directly related to vaccine injury, whether or not they want to admit it. That's exactly what it is. Uh, so he's not been in in a month. So I've been trying to help out and do what I can because I'm the only one who knows how to do everything that he does. So as much as I can do in an hour or two a day, that's great. But we got this letter the other day that said, good morning. Please review the attached letter and let us know if you have any questions. The company respects our associates' religious beliefs. However, as of now, there is no policy for religious exemption. The exemption would not even apply to the COVID vaccine because this vaccine was not developed from animal and aborted human fetal tissue. Therefore, if an associate... Re you! You liar! Yes. Therefore, if an associate refuses to be vaccinated, he or she must submit a weekly negative COVID test in order to be placed on the schedule. We sincerely care about the health and safety of all associates, and certainly the vaccines have a proven record against the virus. All, as all associates must be informed by no later than tomorrow, Friday, October 15th. Associates have two weeks to comply. Also, there's an attachment so you can keep track of the progress. So, um... You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. The, uh, he here's the mandatory vaccination policy. Purpose. The FDA approved the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine on August 23, 2021. You! You liar! That is not true. They have approved Comirnaty which is not yet available in the United States and is distinctly and legally different from the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine. Okay. That is correct, folks. If they tell you that, understand that they are lying right there. That is not true at all. They did not approve the Pfizer or the Johnson & Johnson or the uh, Moderna. Any of those vaccines, they are not approved. Those are still only being used under emergency use I can't even speak. Use only. Okay, let me keep going because that's in here. The Moderna COVID-19 vaccine and the Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine have been given emergency approval by the FDA. Based on today's science, the current available approved vaccines have proven highly effective in controlling COVID-19 and its variants. You! You liar! If he's a good hitter, why doesn't he hit good? He is a good hitter. Studies show 95% of the recent COVID-19 cases are among the unvaccinated individuals. I can't do it again. I know. I can't do it again it's because like every it's line, like every line is every a lie. Every line is a lie. I can't do it. In accordance with the duty of the company to provide and maintain a safe workplace, we are adopting this mandatory vaccination policy to safeguard the health of our associates and their families, our guests and visitors, and the community at large from COVID-19, which may be reduced by vaccinations. This policy will comply with all laws and is based on guidance from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Uh, yeah. 
and state and local health authorities as applicable. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. Folks, that is 190% bullshit. Bullshit. Okay. All associates are required to receive one of the currently available COVID-19 vaccines, Pfizer, Moderna, or Johnson & Johnson, and provide their vaccination card showing they are fully vaccinated or submit weekly negative COVID-19 Let me stop you right there because that is illegal. They cannot do that. That is a HIPAA violation in and out of itself right there. They've been that is doing considered it. a special medical procedure. You, oh my God, the lawsuit you could launch against your company if they make you show the vaccine card. Yep. Oh my, you could launch such a lawsuit. Whether you have the vaccine or not, it's a fact that they're asking for it. And it's considered a special medical procedure. Why? Because it falls under emergency use authorization that automatically designates it as a special medical procedure. Yeah. Uh, associates who have not already done so are required to advise whether they have been vaccinated and to provide a copy of their vaccination card to human resources. Please be advised that all information related to proof of vaccination will be treated as confidential medical information and kept in a private secure file. Uh-huh. <coughs> oh, shit. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, exactly. I don't have one for that. But Reasonable accommodation. Associates in need of an exemption from this policy due to a medical reason must submit a completed request for accommodation form to the corporate director of human resources. Not the local one. The Not, not the local HR person. The corporate director. And I guess that person who is not a medical doctor is going to determine... Um, override your doctor and determine if whether or not you need a vaccine get, or not. You get a medical exemption. Have you thought about asking what is their doctorate in? It, that that's an excellent when did they question. become immuno wait, wait, virologists? It gets better. Accommodations will be granted where they do not cause an undue hardship for the company or pose a direct threat to the health and safety of others. So it doesn't matter if By it poses. Way, is there anyone on board who knows how to fly a plane? <laughs> it doesn't matter if it poses a direct threat to your health based on what your doctor says. But it's only it, what's good for the company. It matters if it hurts the company. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. It's about what hurts the company, yes. not about what hurts. Mm-hmm. Associates have two weeks from the date listed above to comply with this policy. Does it not take four weeks to get fully vaccinated? Yeah, it does. So how can they only give you two weeks to comply? Yeah, that's interesting. That's a great question. If you are unvaccinated and have a concern about this mandate, please feel free to contact or see your general well, manager. It's who's 14 days after... 14 days after your second shot. Yeah, so it actually takes six weeks to fully Correct. comply because you have to wait a month between shots. Correct. So um, do you know what my answer was to this? I, I would have uh, double barrel middle finger right off the bat. Pretty much. I would have um, been like so my, my unfamily friendly version. My my other boss, you know, when I stepped down from my big position, my old boss was a general manager. I'm currently doing some of his work, but my other boss um, is acting in his stead uh, as he is out for an indefinite amount of time. And uh, so she asked me, she said, so what are you going to do? I said, what do you mean what I'm going to do? I said, I'm, pff, you're going to have to fire me. I'm not doing shit. Wait. How can she fire you? You already quit. That's what she said. She said, I can't fire you. You already quit. <laughs> she said, but you've been here for nine years and we really appreciate that you've, you know, continued to come to work and help us because we don't know how to do any of this. This is stuff. like a self-licking ice cream cone here. This really <laughs> is. I mean, that's and how dumb this is. They're like, they're like, look, you're not going to comply. Nope, sure ain't. Yep. And then they're like, well, we can't fire you. 
and you've already quit. So, but yet you show up. So, we're gonna I guess keep we're paying just, you. We'll just keep throwing <laughs> we'll just you some keep money. Paying you. So, this is like the stripper honestly, who keeps coming it's, back. It's like with the masks, though, because I when I quit three months ago. I mean, I didn't wear a mask before that, but they put a, a, a new mask mandate in for everybody in the hotel, right? So previously, it had just been for unvaccinated people had to wear a mask, which I didn't wear a mask and I didn't care. And the running joke in the hotel was that VLIN just doesn't give a fuck. And that's absolutely right. I didn't. And I still don't. And then they put the mask mandate in and I still didn't wear one because I said, what are you going to do? Fire me? I already quit. Now they're putting the, the mandate in, the vaccine mandate in. I Again, I say... Please fire me. I can finally stop coming to work. I, I kind of don't know why you're still going. <laughs> because I feel bad for them. I don't care. <laughs> I know you don't. That's where you got to draw the line. You kind of kind of say, yeah, yeah, I'm done. Uh, there's only so much I can care about. But when you're enforcing something as ridiculous well, as this, and I, can, I no longer assimilate with your values. So and, and, you know, the only reason that I'm there right now, because... My, my general manager, the one who's putting out these emails saying, and he's put out other emails from home saying, you know, encourage everyone to get vaccinated. Make sure everyone gets vaccinated. Everyone has to get vaccinated. <laughs> blah, 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 right? <laughs> he's, he's lost. I'm, he's, he's done. Corporate is, is done. My current boss, she's actually, she's, she's a patriot. She's on our side. And she me. is... She is not pushing people to get vaccinated. She's putting out what the company says, and she's like, talk to your doctor. Uh, if you need a medical exemption or you need information about the vaccine, talk to V. Lynn. Hey, good so luck. Good luck. Good <laughs> so luck that's great. A, get, good luck getting a, uh, a request for exemption from your doctor because even doctors don't they know where don't to go to get. They don't have any information. They don't have any information. They don't have any paperwork. Yep. They don't even know what you're talking about. You show up and you're like, I need an exemption to this. Why? Well, if I take it, it's going to kill me. How do you know? I'm allergic to every other vaccine there is. Well, even though that's true and I can look at your medical records and see that you are, I, I still don't know how to even apply for the exemption for you. Yeah, that's, so, that's, the, that's the case my mother's running into with her cardiologist right now, is that her cardiologist does not know how to fill out a medical exemption for the vaccine because they've never had to have a medical exemption for any other vaccine. It's literally, you put some initials on the side of the shot record that no one ever looks at except for when you first submit it for your kids to go to public school. That's literally it. So, so the good news, this is un, unheard of. We do have good news though. We do have some good news. We on do this. have some the good news. Catholic troops no longer need to get, they can refuse the backs uh, based on the archbishop, archbishop for the, all of the Catholic diocese within the military. And everybody asked me today, it was really crazy. How is that possible? How is that possible that he can refuse it? Because how, how can the an Pope, archbishop go against the Pope? How is the Pope, how is he higher than the Pope? And he is because what you have to understand for the Pope to put in some stuff, there's a whole lot. The one thing I love about the Catholic Church, other than I can go Sunday, get my sins washed away, and Monday I can start sinning again. The Catholic Church has more red tape than the army. They do. And they have to violate dogma within the church is next to impossible. you got to remember what the Pope said. He said it in an interview. He did not say it from the chair of the Holy See. He said it in an interview. He said he thought it was every Catholic's duty to get the vaccine. Which makes it his opinion, not the word of God. A, no, not the opinion of the church. To say that it's the opinion of the church, they got to call all these groups together. they got to get all these people together. you got to have all these conferences, and the people got to be able to argue. And there's a lot of Catholic dogma that falls into that that prevents the Holy Father from doing anything like that. 
However, I, I cannot call him the Holy Father. I'm it sorry. gets more interesting. An archbishop, and you got to remember too, because then I was asked, well, wait a minute, didn't he mandate vaccines for everybody that's on that crosses into the Vatican Sea? I said, yes, he did. The Holy See, anybody who crosses the road into the Holy See, you most certainly need, you have to have a vaccine. He said, well, why can you do that? I said, remember, he's also the bishop for the Holy See. So within the Vatican walls, he's also the bishop. He can make that happen there. However, throughout the whole church that expands the globe, that wraps around the globe, and everybody gives me crap about being a Catholic, but I don't know of any other church that feeds more than... Did uh, you just say wraps around the globe okay. Sorry. Or the, the, oh, of the earth over the earth over there the you earth. go over you go. the earth within Jeez. the earth okay good point thank you thank you for saving me on that one. Oh man so, going against your own principles exactly within the earth um <laughs> he can't he can't do that he can only do it when the dogma is created within the church which means another archbishop has to bring it forward to him and then they have to have a council and then it gets really crazy and that's when all the laws start but the crazier part is that an archbishop one that controls the military, he most certainly can say it. And he went ahead and did. That's the badass part because he went ahead and said, you know what? I don't care what the Vatican says. My guys in the military, if you wish to serve and you have an issue and he even talks about it and you have an article on it, right? I do actually. Do you have the words that he said? Because that's the most important part because he talks about something very specific in there. So, yes, I do. Uh, in August, Broglio was quoted by Catholic News Agency, a publication of Eternal World Television Network, supporting the Pentagon's then forthcoming vaccine mandate, saying the church, including Pope Francis, had recognized the morality of the vaccine. But, the article added, the archbishop said that while a person could object from the mandatory vaccine due to their personal conscience, even that should be formed by the teaching of the church. Okay. Broglio's Tuesday letter appears to formalize that exemption. It begins with an explanation of how the Pfizer and Moderna COVID-19 vaccines that were tested using an abortion-derived cell line are still not considered sinful by the Catholic Church because it is remote material cooperation with evil and judge that receiving these vaccines does not constitute formal co cooperation with the abortion and is therefore not sinful. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine, however, was developed, tested, and is produced with abortion-derived cell lines, the archbishop said. Catholics may still accept that vaccine, but only if no others are available, and they make known their moral objections. Is that what you were looking for? Yes, because in that, he directly quotes that there was aborted fetal tissue used to derive the vaccine, which the administration has still, to this day, is preaching, well, that's not actually true. We didn't use any aborted fetal. Bullshit. So there's, there's a, a semantic difference here. Well, there's a slight difference. So Pfizer and Moderna used aborted fetal tissue in their testing, Johnson & Johnson used abortal fetal, aborted fetal tissue in their production. And that's the difference. Well, it, and it's semantic because you can't it's say... Semantic. It's semantic. Either way, a baby's dead. Exactly. Yes, either way. And if you didn't know that before and you are highly against abortion, your... Cultural life, if, 1972. Whether you're Catholic or Episcopalian or an evangelical whatever evangelist whatever it is if you're a christian and you believe in life and you support life and you are horrified and disgusted by 
the thought of a baby being killed to produce this vaccine and you didn't know before, now you know that what you let them inoculate you with was used in one way, shape, or form was made with aborted fetal tissue. And all I can say is that you need to pray. You need to pray for forgiveness. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where I'm at with that one. So, um, but according to the Archbishop now, he, if you're sa- in the military he said, and you're Catholic, no one should be forced to receive a COVID-19 vaccine if it would violate the sanctity of his or her conscience. And that actually goes right back to the canon law that we read out in the article yep. in the last podcast. So, um, and there's more hope too, uh, going right along the same lines here or sticking with the Catholic church, a Swiss guard blows the whistle on Vax coercion. So tell me about the Swiss guard, babe. Well, they're some of the most disciplined folks I've ever seen. Are they Catholic? Yep. Not all of them. They don't have to be. They don't have to be Catholic. They don't have to be Catholic to be a part of them. Matter of fact, I, I want to say it's like a 30-70 split. Yeah. I want to say 30% are Catholic and the other 70 are not. Yeah. So uh, Catholic conscientious objector blasts Francis in an open letter. So Vatican City, uh, a soldier who quit the Pontifical Swiss Guard as a conscientious objector to force vaccination has penned a searing expose uncovering the Vatican's double standard in coercing guardsmen to receive the abortion-tainted jab. Now, this is funny. Well, not really funny that they bring up coercion because you know what I told my boss when we had this discussion about what I was going to do? I told her that I was... I wasn't so concerned for her future because she has not been pushing the vaccine. She's just been relaying what corporate's saying. She's all she's literally done is forwarded the email. She's been the middleman. That's it. Um, but the rest of them, corporate, um, the general manager, the everybody else, they are in direct violation of the Nuremberg Code. Yep. Um, if anyone that works with me is listening to me right now or that I've worked for in the past is listening to me right now, I will tell you the company is in direct violation of the Nuremberg Code, and I was just following orders is not an acceptable defense. So when the shit hits the fan, which it's going to, and they roll Nuremberg 2 on out, which they're going to. Well, eventually, hopefully. We hope. Your head could be on the chopping block. Yep. That's, I, I, I really hope and pray that you take under consideration the fact that you are in violation of international law regarding coercion and experiments on human beings. So anyway, going back to this. As a Catholic who follows the magisterium, I have a duty to fight the Vatican City's vaccine mandates. Pierre-André Udressi wrote in an open letter published Friday night. How many of my dear colleagues have unfortunately succumbed to a medical treatment to which they did not give full consent, forced by force in order to regain their freedoms, Udressi asked. For me, it is fundamental to defend freedom with conviction. Udressi was one of three soldiers who quit after the Vatican quashed a rebellion of 30 conscientious objectors to the jabs in the ranks of its prestigious Swiss Guard, Church Militant reported Monday. The Vatican suspended three other guardsmen pending vaccination. All members of the Swiss Guard who tested positive for COVID-19 during the year were vaccinated, the French-speaking harbordarier revealed. How does one hope for immunity if the vaccinated themselves are carriers of the virus? And what about Israel, one of the most widely vaccinated countries in the world, which finds itself in a very critical pandemic situation, he asks. 
Last October, along with 37 other guardsmen, Udressi swore to sacrifice, if necessary, even my life in the defense of Pope Francis and his successors. His vocation was to give his life for God, for the church, for the Pope, he earlier wrote in his parish magazine. It is with a sense of pride I accomplish my service, Udressi wrote in a brief article a month before his installation. His charge, he wrote, honor, pride, defending as worthily as I can the successor of Peter following St. Peter's exhortation to be sober and watchful. And now he says, I have endured until today as a victim all that we have had to endure. I have known the pressure that has been applied progressively and subversively to convince people to take the responsibility that they do not want to take. I have witnessed situations of injustice, all the more oppressive in that they weighed on people whose situation was even more difficult than mine. Even though I myself was exhausted, I have endured it all until the end, trying to serve as best I could. By the intuition of my conscience and after praying over it, I was moved to discern things in this way. And once persuaded of my duty, I thus defend liberty and stand up for those who have been so severely tested. So it's so sad to see this man who so vehemently believed in his church and his country and his pope, his faith, his faith obviously defined him. And he was betrayed by by that by his pope, by his church, and by his faith. By yep. his by, well, faith's a different thing. Faith is a personal thing. I can't say that his faith betrayed him. The people that well, he, he believed put in his the, church. the people that he put his faith in betrayed him, and and that's a sad commentary right now. So, uh, but there is other hope as well. So, a federal judge in New York of all places, granted an injunction against uh, the COVID-19 vaccine mandate for healthcare workers. Maybe this judge sees what's going on. This is not going to be good because, again, especially up north, this winter's going to hit. It's going to be a long, dark December, and if we have no healthcare workers and no EMTs, no paramedics, we're going to be in even bigger trouble than you thought we were in last year. True. So a little hope on the horizon. So the art from the uh, the the art of the COVID deal. This came from the Daily UK <laughs> Mail, which yeah. is really funny. I'm not going to spend too much time on this one. I'm going to fly through this one. But the art gallery that was selling Hunter Biden's paintings, you know, the crack and blow uh, episodes that he put on canvas, uh, saw its federal COVID-19 loan increase from 150,000 to 500,000 after his father took office. It's been revealed. Public records show New York City, New York Post shows that the George's Burgess Gallery in Soho, New York City, applied for uh, a grant. It was granted $150,000 in COVID disaster assistance loan from the Small Business Administration last year. However, when they took on Joe Biden's son and started selling his uh, artwork, they uh, were granted another $350,000. So it just goes to show you folks, this it's is what I... Play. It's pay to play. Always. It's, it's gay. It's what's going on though, and it's all over the place. It's getting worse. Orchestrated, orchestrated crisis, bringing tens of thousands of people to the southern border in coming weeks. Meaning, we are aware of at least four more caravans of people that are coming to the southern border. Oh yeah, and they're not stopping. Tens of thousands of migrants from other countries are making their way north to the southern border for the open border activists and the government officials warned. Why are government officials warning about this? If they know about it, why aren't they doing anything to stop it? Because this is beginning to piss me off. We've got a lot of people in charge and nobody pulling the trigger and actually stopping this shit. Get real people. This is what 
when you see a liberal, I want you to walk up, streak their hand really firmly, look them dead in the eye and say, thank you. Thank you so much. And the reason I want you to do that is I want you to let them know that their idiocracy is what has caused this. We have the idiot in charge right now. We do not have a commander in chief. We have an idiot in charge. The southern border is wide open. Kamala Harris hasn't been there. I, I don't remember the last time she was there. Matter of fact, I don't think she's been there. Not to Joe the Biden border, no. hasn't actually been there. Okay. The two people that are in charge of it are not there. That is an issue, folks. That is a huge issue. But according to Kamala Harris, she wants to sit up there and, uh, you know, hang out, go to sleep, you know, up in space because, you know, she talks about outer space. Uh, So funny thing about, you know, that space video that I had up last time and you're like, no, we're not watching that. It was horrible. It's surprising it was as horrible as it was because those were all paid actors. Yeah, well, uh, in, in, I can't even pronounce this guy's name. Enricio Majukes, director of the Pablo Sinferentes NGO that provides shelter and safety to migrants and refu- refugees in transit. And there are companies in their journey to the new Haitian caravan that's making its way to the U.S. border in uh, Tepechalo, Mexico. Uh, he also says that 800 Haitians and Central Americans are crossing the Guatemalan border every day, making their way north. Get this, folks. They're wearing Gucci clothes. They are coming from very affluent neighborhoods in Guatemala. They are leaving Guatemala to come to America because behind the scenes, Joe is going, come to America. I'll sniff your hair. Okay, so, but that says it's a, it's what, a manufactured crisis? Oh, yeah, it's completely manufactured crisis. It is. The whole thing is manufactured because they're bringing these people here. This is a cover-up. This is a cover-up for something else that we haven't seen. Remember the shiny object. They are trying to duplicate what Donald Trump did so well the first three years of his administration. He could show, put the shiny object up there, and he'd watch all the Democrats just jump, try to take his hands off, holding that shiny object up. Meanwhile, down below... He was passing real legislation. He was getting stuff done behind closed doors. And when the liberals figured it out, they were so pissed off that he was able to accomplish all that he did in his first three years in office that they were besides themselves. They had to find a way to cheat. It's already happening again, folks. It's happening in Virginia. Whoever is telling people not to vote, shut the F up. Seriously. Go vote. I don't care where you live. Go vote. You don't vote. That means you accept what's going on right now in this country. If you accept what's going on in this country, I need to start smoking the same crap you're smoking. Because I do not believe that there's a single American right now that agrees with what is going on in this country. Go vote. Make a change. The 10-10-10 rule is still uh, completely applicable today. Go vote. Tell 10 people. Make 10... Facebook posts or 10 Instagram posts or 10 Twitter posts, something that I can't get to. Make 10 emails. Send them out to people. Tell them to go vote. Go vote. Make a change in your area. Go support a candidate. Go vote. That's the big part. Go do it. This crap cannot continue. This is a manufactured crisis to cover up what else is going on. And right now in Virginia, they just changed the law again. Again. It was just done today. They agreed on it. Mail-in ballots can now be counted up to three and a half weeks before the election. 
So that they can see exactly they how many more they are trying to need. manufacture ballots. They are trying to cu- un- cut our legs out from under us. Everybody knows that an American first candidate, that, hey, if you're voting for an American first candidate, we said, go get a mail-in ballot and you're going to mail your ballots in the day of the election. Don't do that. Now we're going to have to go do it in person. Yeah. You have to go vote on election day. Go vote on election day. Show up to the poll. Vote. So speaking of elections, uh, I'm going to throw this one in real quick. You know how we had that case going on here in Georgia? Yeah, the, the judges threw out. Or, yeah, that yep. got shit canned. Yep. So uh, we, we had hope for this judge even. I have to wonder who got to him. Um, DJ HJ Media put this out. Georgia judge ends effort to audit 2020 election ballots in Fulton County. Uh, so Brian Amaro, he was the Henry County Superior Court chief judge. He's thrown out the case for auditing the Fulton County results. He said he could not rule that the evidence was not there. So he ruled that the plaintiffs lacked standing. Hey, there we are again with standing. Because he said that they couldn't show that they were harmed by the fraud. What had taken place. Yep. That's the same thing that was used in the last time that they were arguing that, hey, when Texas was being sued by, or Texas was suing Arizona, saying that you got to recount your election. Okay, I put $30 worth of gas in my car yesterday, and it only gave me a half a tank. Every single American in this country was harmed by the fraud. Every single American in this country has standing in this case. We've all been harmed. Food is up. A ridiculous amount. Hold on. Actually, I have, I, I believe I have a picture that says, oh, yeah, here we go. Bidenflation. This is fantastic. We'll, we'll set this as the, the screen up here. We'll so get, really quick. We'll get good old Mike off. We're going to get something funny real quick to make you laugh. Uh, scandals from top to bottom in Joe Biden's cabinet of horrors as it's become. So uh, really quick, it is October. So try and make this funny and spooky all at the same time. But this is pretty crazy if you really look at this, right? So top 10, uh, bottom, or top to bottom in Joe Biden's cabinet of horrors. First one, obviously, Kamala Harris put in charge of the border crisis. Harris quickly confined, uh, clarified that she would concentrate on the root causes, which we know that didn't work. Tony Abe Lincoln, uh, Janet Yellen. And this article is actually really funny. I want you all to go take a look at it. Lloyd Austin. Uh, Merrick Garland, of course, because holy crap, how can we not like make fun of that guy? His son-in-law literally sells critical race theory. Deb Holland, uh, Secretary of the Interior. I mean, all these people have, there's some sort of corruption, some sort of incest that's going on with each one of these people. That's how dirty this cabinet is. It's disgusting. Uh, Deb Holland, uh, Tom Vilsack, Secretary of Agriculture, uh, Ramondo, Secretary of Commerce, Marty Walsh, Xavier Becerra, Health... Uh, Secretary of Human Ser- Health and Human Services. Uh, uh, you mean Marisa a man who's not a doctor or a scientist? Correct. Marisa Fudge, Secretary of Housing and Urban Development. Pete Buttigieg, Secretary of Transportation. I, you know, I hear the it. guy who drives up to like a mile within his building and then gets out of his car and then gets in on his bike and rides in like he's been on the road for the last 20 miles. I hear yeah. Mayor Pete doesn't even answer his phone anymore. Like the phone rings off the hooks there because uh, they have been just overwhelmed 
with people calling and complaining. Jennifer Granholm, Secretary of Energy, another one. Uh, Dr. Uh, Miguel Cardona, Secretary of Education. Uh, Ali, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, Secretary of Homeland Security, which has obviously become a joke. Uh, Michael Regan, Administrator of the Environment Protection Agency. Ron Klain, Chief of Staff. He has got the dirtiest one that I've ever read. Yeah. Uh, literally, one person familiar with McLean's calls said that they left liberal lawmakers with the impression that the White House was encouraging them to hold firm against the infrastru- infrastructure vote until they could be dealt with or be reached. Uh, that literally sounds like a mob hit. Like, look, you better do what I say or I will kneecap you. Your it's call. Like, it's like a, a horse head in your bed. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. It's like, hey. He swims with the fishes. What does that mean? It's a Sicilian message. He swims with the fishes. Okay. Well, here's why everyone, that entire cabinet is a joke. Yeah. Gas is is up. This is from September 2020 to September 2021. Gas is up 42.1%. Energy is up 24.8%. Fuel oil is up 42.6%. That would be your natural gas, your heat this summer. Used cars and trucks are up 24.4% this winter. Yes. Summer in Australia. (laughs) food is up 4.6%. Unless you're buying bacon, it's up 100%. Clothing is up 3.4%. Transportation services is up 4.4%. That's insane. That is Bidenflation right there. So we move on because not only do we have Biden inflation to deal with, but we also got Pelosi doubling down on the IRS tracking our bank accounts. Who doesn't move 600 bucks in and out of their bank account once in a while? I mean, I do. We've done it. I literally move $600. As soon as you get $600 in your bank account, I absolutely move it's it out. It's gone, yo. Yeah, it's gone. I'm like, hey, you need 50 bucks this week. Right, great. I'm taking 550 So go ahead and uh, just let this play because she's an idiot. Let her lips flap. Here yes. you go. Gummers. Are we seriously like, did you kill all the audio for this? I have no idea. I don't know what's going on with this. Hold on. I think I have another one of her, though. Here you go. Let's try this one. Maybe this will work better. I don't know. I just don't know why it's not working. That's weird. First I've ever seen it. Yeah. Of course, we might have to get an ad now, but... Yeah, that's too bad. Apologize for that. Is it muted? Yeah, I... I, I don't know what's going on here. Well, that's weird because like all of my other stuff worked. Yeah. That's just really weird. Try it. Uh, I'm not going to try it. Uh, real quick, I'll just go ahead and read this to you. Uh, Nancy Pelosi just doubt, uh, doubled down on the defending the proposal. This came out of uh, Dan Bongino's report. Uh, defending the proposal, dismissing legitimate privacy concerns by stating that there's concerns that some people have, but if they're breaking the law and not paying taxes, one way to track them is through the, through this banking measure, I think, $600, that negotiations will go on for that amount. Of course, this is nonsensical because the IRS is casting a wide net enough to ensnare everyone, and it's hilariously naive to think that once the government has the bank transactions and data for most Americans, they'll do nothing with it except what they can claim over now. I mean, come on, folks. This is just stupid. If you believe that, I've got oceanfront property for you in Arizona. And moving right along, can the ideal of American citizenship survive globalist technocratic elites? Can they? And this comes out of, uh, actually, this is actually was a really good story. It's by Victor David Hansen. Um, it, co- it talks about the progressive values of the left 
and how they believe in voting and everything else and how we're we've become such a tech involved culture that we've got to move forward past our beliefs and old things like the filibuster because that's a bad thing you know america wants you to stop the filibuster no they don't america the filibuster was put there by our forefathers saying look you've got a chance to quash somebody else that's in power and stop them you just got to filibuster it that's the reason it's there it's the reason that it's there is to protect the legislative power within this country remember the power is in the people the power is not the government Yet liberals, when they get in charge, the first thing they think is, well, I'm in charge now, so the power's here. No, the power's not. The power is in all your voters, something that most of the Trump campaign always knew. And the more you read about this, uh, just read the article because I'm not going to screw it up. I mean, Victor David Hansen did a real, real good job on this, and he even talked about Omaha Beach and Gettysburg, about soldiers and everything. This is actually a really good article. It's pretty long, but... So basically he's saying that we, because we're already so dependent on technology, we need to stay dependent on technology? No, we need to get away from it. We that, need to go back to paper ballots. We I need to get away from agree. voting machines. Voting machines is what screwed up our electorate to begin with. I agree. And, you know, I've, I've got a quick story to go along with that. Um, now, <laughs> COVID pass app goes down, stopping people from being able to leave the country. So this was in the UK because you cannot get on a plane without a COVID pass. Uh, so the app went down, the NHA at National Health Services app went down um, this afternoon. This was yesterday. So the smartphone app allows users to produce a QR code to show their vaccination status, except that the app went down so no one could get on any of their planes. No one could go anywhere. No one could go to a bar. No one could leave the country because the COVID pass went down. I guess nobody could come in the country either. But now... But so what'd you do? Spend the night and... Wherever. Customs? I guess. But that, you know, that gives... That's a whole different implication because they can say, oh yeah, the COVID pass went down. Well, what if it only goes down for you? What if they don't like you? What, yeah. if, what if it only goes down for certain people? They will have complete control over your life if you accept this mark of the beast. That's literally what it is. If you let the COVID pass control where you can go and when you can go there, you are letting the government control where you can go and where you, when you can go there. So uh, moving back to the U.S., father says that rape of daughter in school bathroom led to inclusions uh, on school board's domestic terror letter. This is disgusting. Um, not only is it disgusting, uh, I never wanted to report on this. I think this is complete crap. Um, I never thought I'd ever see this in my whole entire life. But uh, this guy is claiming that his daughter was sexually assaulted. And apparently this kid has done it before. This kid wears a skirt to school and goes in the bathroom. And he sec sexually assaulted his daughter. And uh, if I was that father, I, I think it would have been a lot worse for everybody around me. Because uh, I would have done everything in my power to uh, make sure that there was... Uh, nobody would be standing around like that. There would have been a lot of hurt individuals. Long story short, this guy's got every right for what he was angry about, what he was trying to talk about, and nobody would let him speak. And I think we've all seen the video. We actually um, played the video back in June when it came out. It's really jacked up that this took place. And what did the school do? They covered it up. Yeah, what did they do to the kid that supposedly raped the daughter? They transferred him. Transferred him to another school, and he did it again. He did it again. Folks, this has got to stop. This is Loudoun County, Virginia. 
wake up, Virginia. You have got a, a race going on in Virginia right now that's really going to tell us in 2022 what's about to happen because you're going to be the precursor for it. You're an off-site election. You have got to get out there and vote. Don't vote for that other idiot, the liberal guy. Vote for the guy you feel moves you. The American first candidate. Vote for anybody but the idiot liberal who's telling you you got to vote for me because you've always voted for me. That is not the guy you vote for. This is a perfect example of why. This was one of his theories about, well, we got to be all inclusive in school. No, you don't. You don't have to be. I'm sorry. There, there's a level that we go with this, and we are taking this to levels that I, I just didn't think was possible in this country. I didn't think we were going to become this stupid, but apparently we are. I, we're there. So U.S. Hold, judge holds uh, got uh, we actually got some more hopium here, and like I said, it's coming out piece by piece, but it's coming out. So there's a U.S. judge who holds the D.C. jail officials in contempt over the mistreatment of the Capitol breach defendants. This is awesome. We are finally getting some traction here. Those folks that are stuck in those jail cells that have get this, they uh, they don't call them defendants either. They call them defendants in this article done by the uh, Epic Times. But in actuality, they are calling these folks detainees. Hmm. Really? What was the last time that we called anybody a detainee? Guantanamo. Yeah, and they were involved in what? Terrorism. Huh. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Guess where the detainee thing came from? Where? Uh, the January 6th Commission. Oh, of course. They were all to be called detainees. Yeah. Interesting. Why is that? Because they're trying to charge them. And oh, by the way, DJT, if you're listening to us, I know I'm sure you listen to us sometimes, but I know you don't listen to us all the time. (laughs) But real quick, bud, the four people that you told to ignore the subpoenas, keep it up. Tell them to continue to ignore it. Civil disobedience is what we need right now. Look, we're a lot more than they are. We can stop them. But we've got to work together. November 9th, folks, November 9th. Screw this place. We're going to shut it down. We're just all going to stay home. We're all going to be sick. One day. That's it. One day. So shady dealings with the world's world's deadliest viruses were shipped to Wuhan in the leak lab from Canada by rogue scientists linked to the Chinese military. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, what? What? That's what I said. So new bombshell uh, documents revealed that there was a shipment of dangerous Ebola, Nipah, and coronavirus SARS-CoV-2 were sent in 2019 from Canada's National Micro- Microbiology Lab to the Wuhan facility in Central Park of the Lab Leak Storm. What was the, what was the date? Uh, 19th, uh, 2019. Uh, it didn't say. It just said we're sent from in 2019. Hmm. So, this is really interesting. So, I'm not really sure what the hell is going on up there in Canadianville, but we might want to start asking some questions to our neighbors to the north. Are you trying to cover for Dr. Anthony Fauci? Uh, um, probably. The zoonotic Nipah virus, which causes severe swelling of the brain, difficulty breathing, and seizures, is also included with several strains of the Ebola virus, which causes fevers, vomiting, diarrhea, as well as bleeding from anal extremities. Uh, the disease was claimed to have killed more than 11,300 lives in West Africa uh, in one fell swoop, folks, within the span of 24 hours. Yeah, you get That's that. That's how dead. fast Ebola goes. Yes. It literally turns your inner organs into liquid shit. If you have any more questions, I can tell you about what Ebola looks like. I've seen what Ebola does to the human body. It's really gross. You bleed from every orifice in your body. It's disgusting. 
Um, anyway, but soon uh, after the shipment, Dr. Jingju Zhu Ku Ku and her biologist husband, Kenny Chang, were marched out of the Winnipeg-based lab and stripped of their security clearances and sent to, back to China. So they already worked there, and then they sent this crap out. So this is a big article, folks. It came out, again, from the uh, longest headlines in the world. Uh, this is uh, uh, the Sky News. They have, like, some of the longest headlines I've ever seen. <laughs> but anyway, it was all reported as suspicious, and they actually had background checks done, and they were vetted according to Canadian authorities, and they had specific sus- no, suspicious oh. background ties back to the Chinese border or to Chinese doctors back in China. So why were they allowed in Canada to begin with? Um, because Trudeau is just another puppet of the Chinese. I believe the same thing. Yes. So. All right. Well, um, I I do have a little hopium while we wrap this up. Um, I think we were going to talk about Joe Rogan going uh, toe-to-toe with the... Uh, Sanjay Gupta. Sanjay Gupta, you you want to do that real quick? Yeah, if I can, I want to make sure the audio plays for this. So let's, uh, let's hold on one second. We're going to pause real quick, folks, okay. and we're going to come right back. And we're back. Okay. So real quick, here's Joe Rogan, and he absolutely owns, owns Sanjay Dr. Gupta. Sanjay Gupta. Understand, Joe Rogan, Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Doctor, been to school, medical school, spent like nine years and 10 years, 12 years in school. Joe Rogan never went to school a day in his life. Just saying. Well, not well, after, I mean, the after, high 18, anyway. yeah, after high school. <laughs> Here you go. All right. So just pay attention. Thing, I'm so you think I want that that's a problem that your news network not, lies? Well, I don't. I don't th- Dude. What did they say? They lied what and they said say? I was taking horse dewormer. First of all, it was prescribed to me by a doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Along they with shouldn't have said a it was bunch of if, other if medications. Was, if you got a human pill because there were people that were taking it the veterinary medication and i you're not obviously you got it from a doctor so that it shouldn't be called that ivermectin can be a very effective medication for parasitic disease and as you say it's probably you know i think what a quarter billion people have taken it around the world more, i get that way more so way more can, billions can, of people have taken it can i just come back to the one i want to talk about I, two, no no two, no, no, two no, things no. You, have to, you have before we get to that does it bother you that the news network you work for out and out lied. Well, Just outright lied about me taking horse dewormer. They, they they shouldn't have said that. Why did they do that? I don't know. You didn't ask. You I didn't think that was your, did, you're the medical guy over there. I didn't ask. I should have asked before. But they did it with podcast. such glee. Dude, he straight up Superman punched him right to the fucking head. Oh yeah, he did. I loved that shit. That's how you fight back, folks. No, he didn't let him. He didn't let him go back. He's like, no, no, you're going to answer this. How did you, you're the medical director over there. What do you want to bet? Just throwing it out there. Couple days, Sanjay Gupta gets fired from CNN. Just throwing it out there. Keep it in the back of your mind, folks. I don't know. I, I read an article and I, I didn't print it, um, but I, I read, he wrote an article about his podcast that he did with Joe Rogan. And you know, it's like a three hour long podcast. Yeah. Oh, Joe yeah. Rogan doesn't screw around, right? Everyone's he goes like, higher than us. He goes longer than us. Everyone's like, oh, you know, your podcast can't be more than like 30 minutes to an hour because people lose attention. Bullshit. Joe Rogan has the most popular podcast on in the world. And you know what people tell me earth. all the time? They're like, hey, I love it when you guys do two, three hours yeah. because when I'm at work, that's what I listen to. That's because yeah. you guys start a story, you weave the story together. And by the end, I'm like, holy crap, I learned so much today. Yeah. So, uh, well, here's here's something else. Um, we 
obviously have kind of woven this theme through here, uh, the aborted fetal tissue and the vaccines, which Project Veritas exposed in one of their many exposés on the vaccine. So they this had is a, actually they hysterical. They had a whistleblower from so Pfizer. Come on. We're going to try and get you guys to last laugh. Week, yeah. You know. Um, so they had a whistleblower from Pfizer come on last week, and she produced emails from executives in Pfizer, including this woman named Vanessa Gelman, I think, something like that. I don't know. Um, she gives Vanessa a bad name. I'm very angry that her name is Vanessa. But anyway, uh, so... Project Veritas, doing their due diligence. It's a good thing VLAN is not a Vanessa name, but just joking. <laughs> it's uh, Project Veritas doing their due diligence, trying to get uh, this Vanessa chick to answer some questions. It, it, here's how this went. Not well. Are you Vanessa? Vanessa Gelman, I'm a reporter with Project Veritas. Vanessa Gelman who works in Washington, D.C., is Senior Director of Worldwide Research. From Vanessa Gilman. From the perspective of corporate affairs, we want to avoid having the information on the fetal cell lines floating out there. We believe that the risk of communicating this right now outweighs any potential benefit that we could see, particularly with general members of the public who may take this information so, so and use it in ways we may not pause, want it out pause, there. Pause, pause, Why did you pause, say wait, wait, email? No, look at it run. Telling I, know, I know, but pause. So remember, we just talked about this, yeah. and they said that there was no fetal tissue used in the Pfizer yep. or the Moderna. Yep. She just contradicted all of that right yep. there by Absolutely. saying there was fetal tissue used in the initial strands of the vaccine. So folks, again, they're lying. This is all showing you they are, they've been lying about everything. Jen Psaki, lying about the border, lying about... Uh, lying about the hubbub, as she calls it, because it's just a hubbub. And she was talking directly to Jack Posobiec because Jack Posobiec had called them out about the Southwest Airlines because he's got friends that are, I guess, part of Southwest Airlines that came out to him and said, this is all crap. There was no bad weather. Actually, flying over the States on Friday night was great if you were flying. But a lot of us weren't flying because we said, double barrel middle finger, peace, and walked. Well, this this lady, she didn't walk. She's running. Okay. Oh, oh she's sprinting. I she's have never sprint. seen I'm impressed with a watching fat ass move this it quickly. Looks like a couple Holy big rats humping in a wool a sock. Pfizer employees not to report that, that you guys were using fetal cell lining this. What else are you hiding from the public? Moving. What else are you hiding from the public? The public <laughs> needs to know. And then she goes into her house with a house with a red uh, door. Have it. Does anybody else notice that? House with a big red door. We really. She broke into a sprint. I mean, that woman was moving. moving. Wow. So we got some more. We got we skipped over some stories tonight just to we let did. you all know because we're actually taking a bit because I've got I still haven't heard back from my sources on a bunch of stuff. But the big ones, obviously, the Hunter Biden, uh, Joe Biden email debacle that's going on that keeps getting worse every day that we just turn around and just be another th headline eventually. Uh, but. The big one, obviously, that Joe was paying Hunter's bills and Hunter was paying Joe's bills and Joe knew exactly how much money was moving. I actually have a source that came back to me and said he had something else to add to that that you're not hearing in the public. So we're going to get that information. As soon as I get it, I'm going to push it out. Um, there's the leaked Border Patrol docs, too, that show the mass release of illegal immigrants into the U.S. I've got more information coming on that because I've got a scarier document. That's coming to me that shows me that not only are they being released, it's not just like, hey, you're released in the U.S. No, they have a planned document that actually says what state's getting what. And that should scare the shit out of every single one of you because it, guess what, folks, it ain't just the southern states. You northern states, you guys are in for it. From what I understand, this document I'm about to get, which I guarantee I'm probably going to be about the first one to get it before a lot of these other news organizations, of course, who knows. 
But when I get this document, from what I understand, northeastern states, northwestern states, guess what? You guys are going to see a massive influx of illegal immigrants. Why? Because you have liberal governors, liberal leadership up there that will allow them to come in because they're guaranteed votes for the next election. Folks, we have got to stop this or we've got to have the divorce. One of the two. Well, I, I do want to end tonight on. Um, oh, well, hold on. We got with, one more with a little happiness. Uh, well, what about Katie Couric and RGB? We got to talk about Katie Couric and RGB real quick. Katie Couric and RGB. Katie Couric, like five years ago, lied. Yeah, I know. Well, on they, TV, obviously, they lie all the time. Covering up what RGB said because, oh well, she. It didn't have, fit the narrative. It didn't fit the narrative. You know, yeah. we were supporting Colin Kaepernick, but and she's coming out. With, the reason this is all coming to fruition is because she's coming out with a book, Katie Couric going. Where she's going straight to hell is all I can figure because, from what I understand, she's on three of my lists. That does not surprise me. As a pedophile? Yep. A pederast and uh, a blood drinker? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How do you think she stayed so young looking? Looking young, yeah. Or or no, going there. Sorry. The name of the book is Going There. Let me make sure I quote that right. Well, yeah. But anyway. She's going there for sure. She's going somewhere. But anyway, she covered up what Ruth Bader Ginsburg said about kneeling during the national anthem, how stupid it was. And uh, she said, oh, I had an internal fight. Whatever. You didn't have an internal fight about it. The devil told you not to do it. You did it anyway. Yep. Dumbass. All right. So uh, I know we've been talking a lot about a national divorce. And we've been, you know, the, the stuff we talk about is gets very heavy, very deep sometimes. Um, but this. Well, and dark. And, and dark. Uh, this, maybe this will be a little light for your night. Here you go. Listen to this. This is a seven-year-old, by the way, at a Galaxy game. Surely light what so proud my hand at the twilight's last gleaming whose bright stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight oh the set up pipes on that little one holy cow that, right. i have goosebumps <laughs> right now <laughs> my hair is standing up on end and you know what you know what infuriates me more and no we're not ending on a good one thanks hon because now i'm even more pissed off because every <laughs> single one of those damn soccer players that were standing out there on that damn field not a single one had their hands over their hearts what the hell is 
Are you serious? This is a little girl who came out to perform for you. You overpaid morons. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Mm. That just... Mm. I mean... Whatever. Anyway. Cultural Life 1972, folks. Go go support them. Please. Please. I can't, I can't beg enough. I can't put it out there enough. They help us keep this podcast free. Please. We're trying to keep this podcast free. My, MyPillow.com. Uh, Defiant is the... Uh, yeah, the code. Yep, there we go. There's our please. There's our meme for. There's our uh, meme for from Mike. So please, I'm asking for your help, folks. Help him. Help us. Donate. Do what you can. I, I know not everybody wants it. I hey, whatever. You really want to change your sleep life, though. I'm telling you right now. Get a my pillow product. It is amazing. They are towels are freaking ridiculous, folks. We got our towels. I used it. Wow, they do work. They're amazing, and they dry really quick. I was actually very impressed. We're really particular about our towels, too. I'm, I'm, I, I steal them from hotels, for all Christ's sake, time. all the time. So, uh, well, I mean, I don't steal them. I just reappropriate them funds. I mean, well, in a way. But, look, you can save up to 66% if you go to MyPillow.com, use our uh, promo, promo code, code Defiant. Defiant. And uh, we'll put the 1-800 number in there. If you don't want to use the computer, you want to call, you want to talk to a live person, we'll put the 1-800 number down there. Just tell them Defiant. It'll, you can save up to 66% on your order. Uh, trust me, you're helping him out. Great American Patriot. You're helping us out, keeping the show free. It's just a way of helping out. Um, we also have our uh, go to Rumble, like, share, subscribe, leave a message, rate us. I, give me a one star. Give don't us care. a five star. Comments. Give us something, Please. though. Please, we, we need we need the help. I'm trying to spread our word out there, trying to get more people to listen. If you've noticed, I've even tried cutting back a little bit, cursing, very little bit. But it- Actually, well, so we did a segment with Ann Vandersteel today, and I was really proud. Um, although I did spend a good portion of the 10 minutes tooting Mick's horn, he absolutely hates it when I did that. I do. I outed him as, no as one of the biggest badasses on the earth. No reason if, for If that. you guys hadn't figured that out, um, now a whole bunch of other people know it too. So I'm proud of you, babe. I'm proud of what you've done. I'm proud of what you're going to do. So we will be on in Vandersteel tomorrow night. Uh, it might be tonight. I'm not sure. It, it might have come out tonight um, well, on our show tonight. Hopefully we'll find out when and yep. you can go look at, at it. And then we we'll be doing another 30-minute spot, spot coming up soon. Yep, yep, and we're bringing her on here. So you're going to be able to hear her story because I think she's got something to add to this. Um, she had a lot of interesting questions for me and I was actually taken back by some of the things she said because I wasn't really sure about her. I've seen a couple of her programs. I haven't watched all of them. I got to be honest, I'm not one of those people that's always in there like Velen is. But one of the things I noticed right off the bat is she threw a question at me like, look, we appreciate your service, but what do you think about this military uprising that's currently going on with the military? And I was actually taken back by that because I was not, I was expecting to say absolutely nothing. I was coming on here just to be arm candy and I ended up talking for a good part of it. And I was like, uh, I can't believe I just did that. But she <laughs> had some really intriguing questions. So again, another great Patriot. She's doing wonderful things. Um, we, what do we still have, have coming, up? coming up. We still have uh, Doctor uh, Stella Manuel Stella coming, coming up, up on, on Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, that's going to be a huge one. I can't wait to talk to her. Not only because of her being a doctor, but she's got a great ministry that she's doing. Uh, reach out, stand up, Cameroonian doctor. She was all over. Look her up if you want to learn some more about her. Before we bring her on, go for it. If you've got questions for her, shoot us some. Shoot us an email. I'll ask her a question for you. I I, I don't care, folks. Literally, we had uh, Doctor Doctor uh, Sherwood on. Doctor Sherwood on. 
and we had questions sent in from some of the listeners in Oklahoma. And I asked him, and I was really afraid to ask him a couple of questions because I was like, man, I don't know if this guy's going to talk to us about weed farms and whatnot. The guy had answers. He answered every single one of my questions. That really impressed me. By the way, uh, like I said, a couple more days, I've thought about it. We're going to endorse him for governor of Oklahoma. So if you're an Oklahoma resident, go out there, put your vote for Sherwood. He needs to be the governor of Oklahoma. I think he's got the right mindset. He's on the right track. He's doing the right stuff. All of his messages are coming from the right person, the one guy above us all. Please, go when you mark that box. Dr. Sherwood, we are endorsing him. He gets full endorsement from the Patriot Party podcast, and he is an American First candidate. Again, folks, we're going to endorse American First candidates. Not you, Vernon Jones. You're a, you're an ass clown, and I still don't like you. There is that. Um, so then we have Ann Vandersteel coming in on Tuesday, yep. and uh, and then an interview with Nurse Danny as well. Yep. Tuesday night, all of that come out Wednesday. We're going to be on the MAGA Institute next Wednesday. Uh, we've got April Moss the following Monday. Another Dr. Sherwood interview, and then we're going on the Big Dumb Podcast. Oh shoot! I completely forgot the most important thing that I wanted to talk about tonight. What's that? Seriously, we're at the very yeah, end. Yeah, I know and, we're right at the very end. Here and we I'm, are. I'm gonna, I'm up. gonna, I'm gonna pump this out real quick because oh, I want to make sure that everybody knows real okay. quick. All right, so I got a text message from Candace, who is so uh, thankful. That's right, you did say that. She, yep. she completely has been like touting us up. She's so thankful for everything we've done. I, I, I got to tell you, Candace, you don't have to thank us. We are doing this because we believe in you. We believe in your message and we believe in what you're going to do for this, for the state of Georgia. Absolutely. That is our, our complete belief. So her schedule, October 14th, 5 30 PM. She's going to be at the 12th district meeting in Scraven County. That's 3364 Savannah highway, Sylvania, Georgia. Okay. That was today. Yeah. Correct. So October 16th, 6 AM. She's going to be at the Pike County GOP. 1150 AM borrow, Gun Shop at 29 South Broad Street in Butler, Georgia. So, folks, that's on the 16th. On the 16th as well, she's going to be at 1 p.m. She's going to be at the Bonavista Event Fox Hall, 104 4th Ave in Bonavista, Georgia. These are all, I think, southwestern Georgia. So if you live in down in southwestern Georgia and you want to hear this woman speak, please show up. She would love to talk to you. I, I put money on it. This woman will talk to any Georgian that wants to listen to her. You want to get five seconds alone with her, she'll listen to you. Um, Saturday, Sunday, October 17th, 10 a.m., she's at the Hearts on Fire Church. Her first church speaking engagement, which she's really looking forward to. So, folks, she wants to go out there and talk to these folks, and she's going to be there at 4010. By Atlanta. That's where my aunt lives. Noon America's at noon. She's going to be at America's Frontline Doctor Citizen Group and uh, Lucy's Italian Restaurant, 4705 Woodstock Road in Roswell, Georgia. And just remember, Taylor 2022, Taylor for governor. Uh, we're, like I said, if you're an American first candidate, we are going to pimp you out. She sent me all this stuff today on her own time and she's back at work. I told her all about, uh, we've had some really interesting interactions. As a matter of fact, Veland commented on what a Vernon Jones for governor tweets is really funny. He said footsteps of the ban and ban vaccine mandates across the state. Notice he hasn't said Georgians deserve a governor who leads, not a coward. And that was from Vernon Jones talking, talking about Brian, about Brian Kemp. Kemp. And uh, <laughs> Velen replied, at <laughs> Vernon Jones and Brian Kemp and Greg Abbott. Exactly. That's why all Georgians should vote for Candace, at Candace Taylor. 
hashtag Taylor for governor. And we <laughs> dropped that on him. It was uh, a little late on uh, 10-11. Last night? I, last night? No, 10-11. Okay. Uh, so that was a while ago. But either way, it's really funny. Yeah. Anyway, she loved it. Uh, I asked her today if she had any messages. No messages today. She just wanted to put out her uh, put out where she was. She was just on the Red Pill Project as well. She was also on in- Vandersteel last night. Um, she's got a lot of events coming up, folks. If you're a Georgian and you want to hear what she has to say, please reach out. If you can't get in touch with her, we'll get in touch with her, and I will get you an answer for your question. If you have a question, we're going to bring her back on, I hope, before the end of the month because uh, – the runoff here in Georgia is in May. So the, or the, uh, uh, yeah, the, uh, what is it? Primary. The, the primary here in Georgia is in May for the governor race. So I, I hope that what really happened with Stu Peters and Vernon Jones getting petered, I mean, that was really bad. There's a lot of Georgians I've seen wake up. There's a lot more people. Candace Taylor name went from down here just us talking about it now we've got major shows Stu peters endorsed her um she's going on uh uh and vandersteel she's been already she went on mike uh mike lindell's um the steel truth or uh you mean frank just, speech frank speech uh, she was on there just yesterday uh she was on the red pill project so she's getting out there folks she's doing her thing and i love it and i think it's great for her and she's got a message that has to be echoed across the state of Georgia. Everybody needs to hear her message because Vernon Jones is not our answer. And don't vote for Vernon Jones just because he's black and you think that he can beat Stacey Abrams. A vote for Vernon Jones is a vote for Stacey Abrams. Literally the whole reason this dumbass is running. He thinks you're dumb. He thinks you don't know this. But I'm going to explain it to you in terms even you can, I can understand. A four-year-old can understand. The reason he is running in the state of Georgia to be the next governor of Georgia is because he wants Stacey Abrams to win. They cooked this shit up nine months ago. That was the reason that he got silenced. That's why he got censured. He left that party to come to this party to pretend to give the the apparition that he was the next black face for the governor of Georgia. He is not. Do not listen to this man. I told you before. I called it months and months ago. He is a wolf in sheep's clothing. He is literally hanging out, grabbing the scraps from Longshank's table. He's Trust a snake me. in the grass. You do not want to trust this individual. He literally has been, uh, he's been accused of rape. He's been accused of murder. He's been accused of killing a sheriff. He's been accused of embezzlement. He's been accused of uh, racism as well. Oh, and he probably assaults, sexually assaults all of his supporters that show up to volunteer and help with his staff. Like, he's always got a young, hot blonde walking around behind him. Yep. Just saying. So, folks, seriously. Take a serious thought. Take some seconds. Use some critical thinking. Let's apply our common sense to this. Go out. Support Candace Taylor. Support your local candidates. Support um, Dr. Cordy Williams. We're definitely going to support him when he drops. Um, Dr. Sherwood. We had Dr. Sherwood on. We already endorse him. We endorse him for the governor of the state of Oklahoma. And I hope to God he pulls it off. I think he's got a really good chance too. After I went and reviewed some numbers, I really think he does have a good chance. He's carrying a very big following with him. And I'm very impressed with what he's done so far. Um, Candace Taylor. Oh my God. What she has done in the last month has been amazing. Her numbers have gone from... um, very menial to she is catching a whole lot of traction now she is burning up the charts i cannot wait to see what this woman does for georgia i believe she is the next great thing in georgia everybody says that herschel walker was the best thing to come out of georgia i beg to differ i think candace taylor is going to have herschel walker beat so just saying that anyway good thing that they're not running for the same office like share subscribe 
Um, support us at mypillow.com, col1972. Support amazing patriots. Um, that that's. It's about, That's all, I about got. all I got. I mean, to. I'm just not going to take it. Yeah, not going to take it. I don't know about it. you, but nope. I'm not going to take it. Thanks all right, for listening. folks. Have a good night.